We are a devastated people. The Bane War has ripped our planet apart. The civilized races have clustered into fearful tribes. For fifty years we isolated ourselves, and then, slowly, the people have begun to come out of hiding. The darkest days are behind us. The world of Ruberine is a dangerous place. While we're in a time of relative peace, there has been steady increase in raids and pillaging by aberrant beasts and attacks by monsters whose living areas seem to be encroaching upon our civilized lands. Rumors abound that there's a dark force causing unrest in the underworld, and it is seeping up to the surface. Wise men say this is because tainted artifacts from the Bane War remain in the ground and corrupt living things that get too close to them. Only now, another threat is rising. One that we did not suspect, that we never thought would harm us, that we trusted, and they turned on us. We did not know that they would cause so much carnage, but they aren't like the others. Their eyes are green, solid green. When they look at you, you can tell they have no soul. If you survive, you will never forget their gaze. And now, the Guild of Geeks is proud to present Ruberine, the Lost Ones, a 4th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign in the late heroic tier. Hi, I'm Rob, and I play the arrogant, confident, successful, highly anticipated, never without a perfect hit rogue doppelganger named Black. I am Kyle Farron, and I play an outgoing but sober dwarf fighter named Boffer Stoudar. Hi, I'm Jared, and I play Pangold Joysword, a goofy, virtuous, human, paladin barbarian. I'm Simon. I play Dow Tumal, a very jolly, food-loving cleric. I'm human. My name is Jeremy. I play the character of Elik, a dwarven sorcerer born during a storm and cast out from his clan. And I'm DM Samuel, and my job is to facilitate this adventure. So let's get to it. Pretty good. How are you this afternoon? <laughs> yes, I'm good. Thank you. Did you see the death certificates I made for Ben's group? I'm, I missed those. I saw that he posted them, but the, the link went away, and I can't. I'll find it for you. Far now. That's because you follow, like, four people that Twitter 80 times a day, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hold on, dude. I'll grab it for you. I got to find it myself now. <laughs> nice. Yep, those things rock, dude. <laughs> did they, did they, uh, was it a TPK or the only three of them died? No, we only got three out of the five. <laughs> nice. You give everybody who dies one of these. I do. I have a PC graveyard that I bury their mini in, and I have skulls <laughs> that I put on my DM screen that they have to sign. This is brilliant. This is something they can collect and put on their wall. This is excellent. Yeah, well... You know, I don't allow reses at my table too often. So when they die, I have to find a way to honor it. Otherwise, they get pissed off, you know. 
<laughs> I can see angry DM wallpapering his bathroom with these. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. So yeah, I don't I don't allow race dead in my games either. So I mean, it has to be a special circumstance. Right. So when they die, I found that this way honors them enough that the players are don't feel so bad when they die. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny, man. Players actually, uh, you know, they hold on to those, believe it or not. It, I found that uh, they really like the certificates of death. <laughs> That's a brilliant, brilliant idea. Brilliant idea. It gives them something to look forward to when they die. That's right. And then their mini gets buried in the PC graveyard with a tombstone. You actually buried the mini. Well, the, the tombstone's made out of... Um, Pink foam and you know some Hearst Arts blocks and whatnot, and I have I have cut out squares as plot lines. So I'll pull that square up right, and then I'll put the mini in the square um, on that plot line with the tombstone. <laughs> so that, that the PCs are uh, they can't you can't play that mini anymore. It's done. That's who that mini is. So the players really enjoy it though. I'm gonna incorporate the PC graveyard into my next game table that I make. So what did you guys think of Dark Sun? Not it yet. You haven't got it yet? No. I have it, but I haven't had time to look at it, and I was not at game day yesterday, so... Yeah, I picked mine up at Gen Con, so I've had it for a few weeks and got to really plunge into it. Yeah. They really upped the median damage. Uh, you know, like, first level, you're looking at, like, 18 to 25 on median, right? And on second mm-hmm. level, or, you know, on first level in Dark Sun, you're looking right around 38, like literally, almost one shot you. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. The thing is that I always end up upping the damage and reducing the hit points a great deal anyway, to try to make the combat shorter. You know what I mean? Right. They they reduce the armor class of the mobs so that they're that you're hitting mm-hmm. more, thus increasing your damage output. Right. So you're averaging hit hits on seven now instead of ten to twelve. Uh, so you guys want to run a quick little two-hour, three-hour delve, something like that? Sure. Yeah, let's do that since I don't think Jenny's coming for a while. Yeah. We'll do it mapless. <laughs> we could do the um, brothel expedition. We at least already know we're going to live through that. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually uh, I, I like the idea of uh, of the brothel game. That's a good idea. Okay, so you guys... Oh, boy, now I have to remember what town the the brothel Cabbage, is. Cabbage, Cabbage Town. Oh, that's right, that's and right. the brothel's name is Cabbage Patch. Yeah, the Cabbage Patch. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, we don't have a wizard. Nobody can summon Tensor's floating dicks. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're setting up the, the game table for dice rolls, though, right? Are we playing? Nah, well, just you can roll dice and we'll go on the honor system. That's okay. Dude, you hear my, you're gonna hear my dice roll now, buddy. That's all right. I'm breaking out the metal ones. I rolled a 14th consecutive 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, my dice are on fire. <laughs> all right, so the four of you will pretend like Nikolai's with you uh, for a few minutes. The four of you are coming into a little tiny town called Cabbageton uh, that happens to be relatively close to the lake 
Lake Kaurat, um, but not extremely close. Uh, it's not itself a a trading town, but it is along a caravan route, so it gets a little bit of business. Um, and it's a pretty spread out city. It's not a compacted, uh, you know, place with a town center and then some houses and buildings around it and then nothing. It's it's in the middle of a wide swath of where a forest clearing was made, and uh, and so most of the people that are in town that that work are working to uh, chop down logs and all that stuff, and then they ship those off to uh, to a um, a town with a large sawmill, um, and that's basically its economy is a trade in trade out. They they trade in a lot of food. There's not a lot of farmland around. It's mostly forested. But there is the the caravan route, so they they do a fair bit of trading. But they're not considered a main trading city because they're not they're not really a, a port where people go uh, to send their stuff all over. They're they're just along a route. They're not a hub. Uh, and um, you guys have been traveling for what's that? Sorry, a point of light. It's dandy. Yes, it's a point of light. Uh, so you guys have been. Uh, traveling for oh you know a, a good couple of days uh, and you come into town and and uh, it's it's a pretty boring place but you notice that there is a quite lively inn and a quite lively uh, clientele there and there are a fair a fair bit of beautiful women around. Um, it's my kind of town. That's right. I like. I'm it. just here for the cabbage. <laughs> just here for the cabbage. <laughs> well, that's what's funny is it's called Cabbageton, but they really they don't really grow cabbage or anything. So, uh, I think they 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 buy a lot of cabbage. Maybe people eat that out of choice. in this town is going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to call the Better Adventures Bureau. Tell them about this false slave. False advertising. Yeah. <laughs> so let's. Uh, I, I'm for heading to the inn. I'm for heading to the inn as well. I'm smelling rather funky at the moment. I need. I need a bath. That's no lie. But that's the bathhouse. That's not the inn. Yeah, you can't get a bath at the inn. Well, he can a bath of ale, which is right <laughs> up his alley. Well, mm. and if you do that, you won't really care how you smell. <laughs> yeah, but we will. The ends justify the means. <laughs> Come on, Dob. The first round's on me. That sounds like a good one. Okay, let's go. It's the best thing I've heard all day. Get in there. <laughs> Nikolai says, I'm... Uh, I'm... I can't do the horrible accent. Nikolai basically <laughs> says uh, that he's going to go shopping, basically, and procure some items that he's been looking for and, and try to find out more about the town, what's going on in it. Okay. Have fun, Nikolai. <laughs> That's Nikolish. We'll sound, uh, we'll sound the alarms if you need us. The town alarms. You'll know it's us. <laughs> You'll know it's us, right. <laughs> All right, so to the end we go. I follow the trail of beautiful women. The trail of beautiful women. These sounds like they're dead bodies laying on the ground. <laughs> wow. 
Okay, so uh, you go to the inn, and uh, you spend a good couple hours drinking. Um, and you find that the inn has really good prices, but really bad ale. Uh, but really, really good wine. Well, of course, it's all we need, good wine. Made from cabbage. Made from cabbage, <laughs> right? Cabbage wine, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, since it's bad ale, I'll order two for Dov. <laughs> and for my childhood. I gotta compensate. <laughs> um, and, uh, and all the waitresses in the inn are, uh, these beautiful women that are very young and, uh, and, well, so, <laughs> you're all human looking. I mean, Black's not human. Are are you going as black or? I'm as... black right now. Okay. Don't worry. We'll get to we'll get to red. Don't right. you worry. <laughs> well, uh, the reason I say so is because uh, all of the women are human, and but you notice that uh, for the patrons that are of other races, the women that come out to serve them their drinks and food are of those races, and they tend to uh, adhere to the. Um, how would you say it to the the standards of beauty for that race right so uh, whatever a, a male dwarf would consider a very beautiful female dwarf that's what the female dwarf looks like what a long beard you have oh yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and even the 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 barkeep is a is a female she's a she's a woman she's a little bit older all all of the other women are young but she's a, a bit older and she's obviously in charge um, and she keeps a watchful eye out on on all the girls, and uh, and there's no one rowdy. Although the place is really packed, there there's not a lot of rowdiness going on. Um, there is no live entertainment yet, but when you ordered your drinks, the the bar the bar mistress tells you that uh, you know it, you've showed up at the right time. That there'll be a a band of bards coming in and performing tonight, this evening, in a couple hours. So if we. Uh... If we tell a tale there, barkeep, for our for our beverages until the bards get here, will that suffice? Are you offering to take the stage? Sure. I know how to juggle. Hey, go black. Of More course. Wine. We, we would love the entertainment, but uh, I won't guarantee that it'll be... that it'll pay for your ale until I've seen your act. Oh. Well, I... Uh, you haven't heard of Blake or Black? Depends on your dialect, you see. <laughs> Where are you from? Oh, here and there. Nope, haven't heard of you. Well, that'll change tonight, trust me. <laughs> I'm sure it will, she says. Go ahead and take the stage. And she gives you the drinks, doesn't make you pay, but she tells you to take the stage. All right. I uh, quickly down the drink. <laughs> <laughs> it always gonna... makes this set better. <laughs> I'm going to bust out by throwing daggers, and uh, I'm going to start talking and, and gather everyone's attention and, and let everybody know that I've come from far and wide to, to grace this stage with my performance for you this fine afternoon. I mean, you can smell the road on my travelers with me, right? <laughs> uh, those oh, next yeah. to Dov say yes. <laughs> <laughs> So then I start off by flipping up one dagger, and I throw in two. And then as two start flowing in the air, I, I throw three in from behind the back. So that's going to take some kind of performance check or, or Yeah, you want to give me a, a, acrobatics? Oh, yeah. 
19. Uh, plus right. my skill. Hold on. So, 29. Uh, 33. 14 skill. Okay. So, uh, how, many daggers are you, how many daggers are you uh, juggling? Right now, three, but one's coming from behind the back as okay. I'm juggling it. Uh, so, you start gathering the people around, and uh, at first, they're sort of just like, oh, whatever, you know, and they just, they're sort of annoyed that you're bothering them, uh, and um, you uh, you start juggling, and, and the stage is, is a round stage, and it's sort of right in the middle of the room, uh, and it's right below this, this very large uh, chandelier that has... Several kits. It's like a large round thing, and it has uh, it has um, torches and candles at various different spots uh, along the chandelier. And you're throwing your uh, daggers up, and you're juggling, and you're doing, you know, you're you're talking to them and everything. And and it gets everyone's attention, and uh, and they're they're quite impressed actually. And uh, when you stop juggling or when you stop and pose really quickly, they of course all yell out and clap and and ask for more. Well, more is what I'll give them, of course. <laughs> I bust another throwing dagger out. This one gets juggled or spun on my index finger as I'm juggling the other three. <laughs> okay. Sweet. So that would be 27. Okay. Uh, so you, you catch out of the corner of your eye, you notice that the the bar mistress is is quite impressed, and she's nodding her head yes to you that that your drinks will be free. Um, and That's she right. makes uh, she makes a uh, uh, um, a motion like uh, like she's implying, you know, like do you have a musical instrument? Oh, of course I do. That's one of my hidden talents. You ready for this? This is going to be epic. <laughs> As I'm juggling, I put the fourth one into rotation, and I break a harmonica out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a harmonica. And I start playing uh, some kind of lively uh, pirate jib that, of course, our our, our paladin there knows. And I know he has an instrument. (laughs) Yeah, I break out the drums. Yes. (laughs) So what skill do I need to roll for that one? Of course, I never said I played the harmonica well. You can uh, you can roll a charisma check for that one. Ooh, I'm rocking 18 there. So that's uh, 18 on the roll. Okay. Um, so you you're. You oh wait, are... I'm sorry. The the mod is with half the level, so that would be 22. Yeah, you're you're rolling. Uh, you're uh, you're rolling along, and you're you're performing quite well, and. Uh, uh, Pangle uh, brings his drum out and sort of drums a beat so that you can keep time and and not uh, and not uh, accidentally cut yourself and whatnot. Um, and uh, and uh, people are clapping and it's it's getting louder. Um, but you notice that um, the the women have stopped bringing drinks around to everyone. They're also standing and watching. All right, so I yell out, "Okay, okay." Now, this is a drinking game, right? The more you drink, the more dangerous the, the um, juggling becomes. So I need everybody to grab a, an ale or a wine, whatever suits you best. And I will balance myself on the edge of this chair. 
while juggling and playing the harmonica. Uh, the one of the patrons yells out, "Are you buying the next round?" Um. Hmm. How much does ale cost here? Ten gold cries out. Of course he is. And then everybody cheers. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'll just remember to take that for a pad gold share. <laughs> okay. Sure. Everybody does. I'll everybody, be everybody cheers out. Uh, and uh, and. And especially Dov. <laughs> so I asked someone to bring a chair up to the stage. Uh, a chair is quickly handed up. And as they do, I juggle around them. I say, don't move. <laughs> 22. <laughs> they All might right. have some hair there. <laughs> a bit close. <laughs> All right. What else? And then I get on the uh, the edge of the chair, and then I lean back so that the chair is standing on two legs, and I yell, drink, 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 drink. <laughs> okay, so all the people start drinking. Uh, you want to give me an uh, give me an acrobatics for that, that one? W- that was a good roll there. So that would be uh, 29, 31. Okay. Uh, and uh, you notice that the, the women are bringing drinks around again, um, but they're they're only giving drinks to the people. Uh, you know, they're, they're not, like, entering the crowd. They're only handing drinks in to people on the outskirts of the crowd because now everyone's crowded around you. No one's really sitting anymore. It's kind of like the mosh pit in a bar, in a, in a like, concert almost. Pass the drinks in. Pass them in. Everybody must drink. <laughs> so, Dov, you want to roll a perception check? Good, since I can't see the stage anymore. <laughs> Stand on the bar, Dov. What are you doing? <laughs> Easy. He's, we don't know he's, how strong he's that within the is. crowd. Um, I just have difficulty finding my perception. That's how bad I couldn't see. So. <laughs> Rolled a 19, and perception is 8.27. You hear the guy next to you, even amongst all of the clamor and, and people drinking and yelling and, and uh, the, the music that, that's happening, uh, you hear the guy next to you tell the guy next to him or, or make a comment to the guy next to him I wonder, you know, something like, uh, I wonder why he's keeping all everyone busy. And he starts sort of looking around as though there's some funny business going on. And right as he says that to the guy next to him, that guy that he said it to starts uh, milling around the outskirts of the of the crowd. And he sort of will hover by one person for a while, and then he'll move on a little bit. And then he'll hover by another person for a while, and then he'll move on a little bit. I'll, I'll try and edge myself his direction and try and look to see, because I've got a feeling he's being a little bit light-fingered. Do I, I see Dob in the crowd doing that, or am I just absorbed? I'll walk around. You're absorbed if, if you want to if you wanna try to pay attention to any particular thing in the crowd, you'll take a penalty to your... Okay, yeah, I know that the crowd is a is a good place for rogues, and and I figure that weeding out a a uh, sticky finger might do me well in getting free drinks for the rest of the night. Okay, and I like to keep an eye on my uh, on my traveling companions, make sure they're safe. All right, now uh, Pan Pangold, you um you see that Dov has moved. You can only see uh, the top of my bald head. Right, right. Well, but Pangold is is sort of uh, he was like standing on a chair playing his drum, so he he's still above the crowd a little bit. Uh, I'll take uh, I'll so I'll make a perception check to see if I can see, sort of follow his line of sight 
to see what's going on. Okay. All right. All right. Do I see the the beer getting passed inward? Everyone's getting a drink. Everyone's everyone's getting drinks. Uh, more people are coming into the bar as well. So, uh, because of course, someone heard that you were buying rounds. That's right. I flip <laughs> I flip the chair up on one leg and balance it okay. as I'm juggling. That'll give, give me a me higher a, point of view too. Yeah, give give me an acrobatics roll. Uh, twenty four. I rolled a ten. Okay. Um, so <laughs> as you do that, um, you're still juggling and you're playing the harmonica, and one of your daggers gets stuck in the wooden chandelier, <laughs> and it Perfect. throws off it it throws off your your juggling just a tad, uh, and so the chair slams back down on on two legs rather than one, but you quickly regain your balance. But now you're only with uh, with. Uh, Four. With, three, with three again. Oh, oh. You, you had gone up to five, right? Right. Or did you go up to four? No, I'd gone so up you, to five. Yeah, one, one of them is stuck, so now you're back down to four. Uh, and But although, of course, that was more – it was actually more exciting to the crowd because when your dagger got stuck, everybody was like, oh, you know, as though you meant to do it sort of, of right? Of course. And then, and then you slammed the chair down and it made a big boom and they're like, oh, you know. So right. the crowd is, is very much engrossed in what you're doing and you're still playing the harmonica. Although yes. not, as, not as good as you were. Um, well, what uh, should be expected is a harmonica. <laughs> uh, Pangold, what was your perception check? Thirteen. Thirteen, okay. Uh, you just see Dov sort of moving around. You don't really... Uh, you can, you can tell that he's interested in something, but you're not really sure what it is, and you you don't have a good enough perspective over on that side of the crowd to really see what he's doing. Um, but you do notice that... Uh, that, that Black's dagger got stuck in the chandelier, and it's quite shaky in there. It's not it's not fully up there. It's barely in there by the tip, and it it keeps wiggling a little bit. Uh, so y- you might want to get ready to dodge if it happens to fall out. So, do I see what's going on with Dobbs since I took my penalties? No, you don't. You don't really see. Uh, you see him moving, and that's pretty much it. It's sort of the same problem that Pangold had it has okay. in that. You can see, but you. You don't because they're on the outskirts of the town. You can see sort of their upper body, like from their chest to the top of their head, but you don't really see much below that because the the crowd is is gathered around. There are probably you know the state the stage is circular and it's in the middle of the room, and there's probably a good thirty people in there now around crowded around, and the room's not very big, so that it's it's pretty bunched together, and that's okay. not counting that's not counting the barmaids or the bar mistress. All right, um, I keep the juggling. I'm watching my dagger, though, too, specifically because I knew that that was a mistake. So I'm going to yeah. try to look for an opportunity to play it off to where it wasn't a mistake. Um, like maybe when, if the dagger starts to fall, throw another dagger at it and hit it out of the sky. Okay. Dov, do you want to give me another perception? 17. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> you see the guy that was that was moving around is... Uh, you don't see him picking pockets, but you, you're definitely suspicious um, in that he's doing, you know, some hand movements and whatnot when he's near people, and he's picking people that are obviously really engrossed in 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 the show. But as you're as you're looking at him, the guy that had been speaking to him comes up next to you, and he says, "What are you doing?" I'm enjoying the show. What are you doing? Hey. I'm watching you follow my friend. What are you doing? 
in that case, I'm watching what your friend is doing. He seems a little suspicious around pockets and people. Uh, do you want to roll a diplomacy or maybe an intimidate? No, I want to roll a diplomacy because it's really good. <laughs> Except you're not you're not really being diplomatic. <laughs> That's pretty confrontational. Okay, I'll use intimidate then. <laughs> Short fat guy trying to be intimidating. Okay, here goes. I've got. Oh friends. no! I rolled a one. No. <laughs> a natural one. He says. He says. I try and put my nose against his chest. Yeah. <laughs> you better wash yourself. We're wanted men. No, you. He. He just. He sees. He sees through your. Uh, through your sort of confident veneer. Uh, and he says, perhaps you should go sit back down by your bardly friends. Perhaps I should go and sit back down. These aren't the droids I was looking for, anyway. <laughs> yeah, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Okay, okay so I'll, you're going you're gonna to move to go sit I'll back down? I'm back towards where I'm seeing, but I want to be in, in an area where I can still see the other guy. Sort of like one eye on. Okay. Well, you're going to be able to see, like, his movement, but not what he's doing with his hands. So. Yeah. Okay, can I... Is there enough room in the room for me to back off a little bit so the guys on the stage can see me properly? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's pl- there's probably a good uh, five or six feet in between where the crowd starts and where the actual bar is. Okay, I'll try and gain um, Pangold's attention. But not try and make it too obvious to so that guy can see me doing it. I don't want him to notice that I'm trying to gain Pangold's attention. I think regardless of my perception check. I'm still paying a lot of attention to you. Yeah, Pangold was already watching you. He just couldn't see what the other guy was doing. You don't even need to roll for that because he already caught that you were moving. Okay. I, I will hold part of my robe and with my with my left hand, with my right hand, gesture as though I'm putting my hand in my robe and out again and then point at the two guys. Can you Can you see that mentally? You, you see, my, you're mining thing. pickpocketing. Yes. Uh, so, Black, roll a perception check. Uh, I rolled a seven, uh, so that would be a looking uh, seventeen. Okay, you see Dov step back, and you see him making some sort of symbol, but you but. The crowd is sort of moving around you, and you're you're trying to also concentrate on balancing, so you don't really see this what he's doing, but you see that he's trying to yep. make some sort of a symbol. And Pangold sees the whole thing, and Pangold also sees two two of the girls of the of the waitresses come up next to Dav and uh, and start talking to him. Now, Dov, these two women come up to you, and they're, they are—they bring you an ale, and they—they they hand you a nice, fresh, cold ale, and they oh, say, "Oh, your friend, your friend is quite good. I'm really enjoying the show." Um, yes, he, he is good. Thank you for the ale. Oh, lovely. And uh, I'll the, say that's got a good head. <laughs> <laughs> that is important. Good head. <laughs> from pretty late. Yeah, they're. The other woman smiles and says, Would you like something to eat? We have a table set up right over here in the corner. It's got uh, lots of food on it. Oh, my God, they're offering me ale and food. <laughs> oh, 
As long as it's not fried chicken, uh, we're good. So let me let me. I'm. Uh, what's your will? What's your will defense? Uh, Twenty-one. <laughs> okay, you uh, you really want to go eat the food at the table? It's very enticing. Uh, it's. I'm already on the way. <laughs> yeah, as as you look over, you see the table, and it's got like it's got three or four candles uh, on the table, and it's, it's sort of secluded. It's at the end of the bar and in the corner of the room, and uh, there's like a giant like rack of lamb on it and there's some ham and there's some you know general chicken and yep. stuff like I that uh, i'm going yeah. to smell it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so pangold you see him sort of step back and make that the pantomiming of the of the pickpocket and he he starts to point at who's doing it and then the two women come up next to him and they one of them hands him a a pint of of what you assume is ale and they both talk to him and he sort of gets a little, he blushes a little bit, you know, and, and then, and then you see him look over to the corner and he looks at this table that's laid out with all of this wonderful food. And he just sort of turns and goes towards the food and they accompany him that way. And they go and they, they sort of flank him and sit next to him on either side. And they're talking to him and, and feeding him and, and pointing out what the best thing to eat is and making sure his ale is full. So we're looking like we're about ready to wrap this this party up here on stage. I've done enough okay. to earn my ale and my my friend's ale at least. So I think I'm going to do an acrobatic flip onto uh, Pangold's shoulders, and while I'm doing that, in air, grab the dagger and continue to juggle. Um, and then, as I have all five in the air for a brief moment, throw it again, throw them against the wall to make a, a smiley face. <laughs> okay, uh, Pangold, do you agree with that, or are you going to try to act on uh, on what Dov was pantomiming? No, we got the, the show always comes first, so <laughs> all right, we can't do anything about these guys at the show, and it's going to be really obvious if the show ends abruptly. So we're going to go with it, grand finale. So from Pangold, I need um, an athletics or an acrobatics check to make sure that you stay stable while he lands on your shoulders. And then from from black, I need an an athletic or acrobatics check. Don't fail me now, dice. <laughs> Woohoo! Twelve. So twenty six. Twenty one for me. Okay. You flip up now. So no, you were going to stop playing the harmonica. Right. F- jump up onto Pangold's shoulders. Grab the dagger out of the chandelier. Keep juggling. And then jump off of his shoulders, doing a backflip, and then right. throw the daggers into the wall to look like a smiley face. So as I land on his, you know, I'll have to stop juggling while I flip naturally. Um, right. So then, the, then I'll throw as I land on his shoulder, throw him back into a quick spin, and then as they hit each hand, my throwing hand, hit him on the wall, making a smiley face. Okay. Uh. You, um, you, for the most part, you basically do that. Uh, when you land on Pangold's shoulders, you're a little bit shaky, uh, but but you don't fall off or anything. You're just fine because he's stable enough to uh, to make sure that you're balanced. And uh, and you throw the the smiley face and uh, and you know it should be like two eyes and then three daggers for the smile, and one of the daggers is a little bit off to the side, so it doesn't quite make a smiley face. 
and a couple of patrons had to duck to not get hit by the daggers, uh, but luckily they were paying attention. So uh, you ended, and everyone sort of raised their ale and said, hey, and everyone's yelling, and and uh, and they're really happy, and a bunch of the of the waitresses come out and they start refilling everyone's ale again, and and people sort of start. Uh, milling back to their tables, although, the, of course, their tables aren't very far away from where they were in the first place, so... Uh, and they, they clap for you and whatnot, so... Thank you, thank you. I'll be here all night. A couple women <laughs> would make my life easy. <laughs> oh, so I go up to the barkeep, and I keep an eye on my friends. I'm okay. pat-pangled on the back, too, for a good catch. All right. <clears throat> uh, the the barmistress says... Well, your drinks are free, but uh, you did agree to buy a round for everyone else. Sure. That'll be 80 copper pieces, please. Oh, no problem. I flip a gold piece at her and make sure I have some uh, warm company as well. I wouldn't have it any other way. There you go. As opposed to the cold company, you know. (laughs) I'll retrieve my throwing daggers. There's some pretty hot ice elementals. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> um, so Pangold, as you're uh, as you're sort of stepping down off of the stage and and making sure that you're you know you're cracking your back and stuff because black landed on you and whatnot. Uh, and and two of the women come up next to you and they say, "Wow, that was very very courageous and strong of you to catch him like that." Uh, would you like another drink? And they sort of uh, almost magically appears a another ale or glass of wine in their hand and they hand it to you. I uh, I accept it. I say, I'll probably need some food soon. I've got, got quite a bit of alcohol in there. They say, of course, let's go to the table over here. And they, they lead you to a back corner where there's a table that's set up just like Dobbs' table was set up with candles and a, like a leg of lamb and a bunch of ham and turkey and chicken and a bunch of meats and breads and cheeses and a little bit of fruit, and a bunch of cabbage. And it's a different table, though, than Dov. Uh, I say, whoa, 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 whoa. He's, I, uh, he's, in the, he's in the corner by the bar, and they're leading you, like, to the, to the back corner. I say, I, I say, oh, ladies, good food requires good company, and the company of my friends. I'm, I'd, like, I'd rather go over by my portly the, fellow and share in his bounty. The, the, the one, one of the women says, oh, but we were going to offer you good company, of course. She tries to keep leading you to the to the table by yourself. So that's enticing, ladies, but I think my friend Black would enjoy your company a little more than I. Well, he's talking to the I mean he's he's up talking to the to the barkeep right now, so he can't actually hear this exchange. Oh that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh the wo- I, uh... the woman the woman says Oh, there's plenty more where we came from. Of course everyone will have enough company tonight. And they sort of lead you, uh, lead you to the table. Do you sit at the table, or do you insist on going to sit next to Dov and Black? Well, Black. I, I sort of, I sort of give a sidelong look at at uh, Dov, and then I look at the ladies, and then I look at Dov, and then I look at the ladies, and I say, "All right, I guess I can sit at my own table." What's your will defense? Fifteen. Yeah, you're you're pretty compelled to to go sit at the table, but uh, it it's on the borderline. So if you if you really wanted to fight it, you could. Uh, you could roll a wisdom check and, and get out of it, or you can I'll, I'll sit at the table. Just, I'll probably go with the flow with the ladies. Okay. 
I excuse myself from the barkeep, stating that I must relieve myself. All that juggling uh, has made my um, my irritable bowel syndrome uh, come into effect. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the loo? As 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 you say that, (laughs) as you say that, two two women walk up next to you, and one of them says, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear that you don't feel well. We'll help you to the to the restroom." Oh, and normally I would accept that. However, <laughs> you're not going to like the stench that comes out of there. <laughs> um, the, she says, well, at least let us show you where it is. Oh, sure. That, that you can do. That's fine. Let, let us find it. Okay, so she leads you uh, out, outside, of course. It's not an indoor place. Uh, and it's a it's a little outhouse building out behind the, the tavern. Okay. So the, the guys see me leave with two women, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm, no, I'm eating. <laughs> they well, must they, have given uh, Dobbs some fried chicken. They <laughs> they see you, but they're not. I mean, they're not overly concerned, right? They they sort of have their own stars in their eyes. Okay. No, they're not stars. They're breasts. <laughs> they're breasts. I think yes, they're, they have. I think they're they star have, worthy. They have breasts filling up their vision, so they don't see you. <laughs> so as you guys are eating, the, these women are just sweet-talking you and making sure that you have a full pint of ale, no matter what. Um, Black, what are you doing? But don't uh, tell go, us in detail. I go into the Louvre, and I start uh, making all kinds of grunting and, uh, you know, sounds that, that... I over-exaggerate it, though, and as I do that, I change into Red Rum Hammer. Okay. And then I burst out of there going, What? Can't the dwarf get some privacy when he's in the in the privy? What is the deal here? Where did that elf come from? And I storm off. <laughs> you got to roll a bluff. Okay. I'll use my doppelganger in the ability to bluff too. I think. Well, that just gives me. Uh, so that would be twenty-five. So using changing trick, it only gives me combat advantage. So I don't think it'll apply here. Oh, uh, so as you. As you walk away and you're sort of grumpy, uh, one of the women follows you and says, "Wait, wait! You're, you're, you, you need food and drink." And the other woman sort of looks in the outhouse, like, "What's going on?" Um, Your beard isn't sees, long enough. When she sees that it's empty, she she runs back in, uh, back up to to meet with you. Um, do you go back into the bar? Oh, yeah, I'm walking, I'm storming into the bar, but I'm. Your beards aren't long enough for me. Get away okay. from me. Now, at this point, um, neither Dov nor Pangold have seen you as Red, have they? No. Okay. Not at this so, point. Uh, in this so you you guys see a, a a big old hefty dwarf storm into the inn and with a red mohawk Ooh. and look around and uh, and as soon as that happens, uh, two dwarven barmaids come out and. Uh, one of them goes off to talk to another person, and one of them stops and says, what would you like to drink? So was that the two girls that were following me? Did I notice that they switched into to dwarves? No, they didn't switch. They they went into the – they they came in behind the dwarf, and they went back to behind the counter of the bar and talked to the bar mistress. Oh, I see. The two dwarves that came out were different people. If you ain't got dwarven ale, you don't have real drink here anyway. 
Uh, she says, I'm sure we can accommodate you. I only drink the finest of Dwarven ales. She, uh, she goes back behind Go the bar. Go dig in your cellars and find out then. <laughs> she goes back to the bar and she starts filling up a pint with something and, and brings it back to you. She hands it to you without words. Oh, no, that's not going to fly. I take a nice little sniff. Like, t- taste tester extraordinaire, you know what I mean? Oh, she hands it to me without words? Yeah. And you, uh... I you, start sniffing it. You, it seeing if it's got that stout dwarven smell. Well, it's it smells and looks like true dwarven ale. And I see Dob over there. Yep, you see Dob is there eating and... All right, I run over, uh, I walk over to Dob. You portly, portly fellow. Oh, 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 I beg your pardon. How, you look like you partake of the ale. <laughs> How can you tell? Well, I don't know. The ale stain on the, the front of your tunic gives it away. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Do me a favor. Taste this. Is this Dwarven? I don't trust this lot here. Oh, um, I, oh, I don't know if I've ever had Dwarven ale. I'll, I'll, I'll taste it for you, my good fellow. Very well. What is that you're eating there? Well, there's some pork and lamb and, and I think that's turkey. Um, no chicken, apparently. No chicken? Ugh. Oh, some cabbage. Mm. Well, These I These fine things have made it for me. I noticed, oh, those fine women <laughs> there, they don't, their beards aren't long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Do you take a drink of the, of the ale, Dov? Yes, I will take a drink of the ale. I feel, I feel like I'm going to fall over backwards. It tastes just like what you're already drinking. And smells just like it, too. It's fine to do ale. That's just what I'm drinking. <laughs> it's just what you're drinking. Yes, very good. Do you want to taste some more? Yes, taste it all. Oh, okay. <laughs> quaff, quaff. And as this is happening, uh, another dwarven maiden comes up next to Red and hands him a different mug of ale, pint of ale, and says, how about this one? Hmm. I clank it. Sure, but you must provide ale for my friends over here, too, Pangold and Dov. I don't say their name, but I point to the two. They okay. look like stout, stout adventurers. Well- Pangold is in the other corner, so they, they're already, they're both flanked by two women each. Um, what's your will defense, Red? Tw- 21. Okay. You're not convinced that the ale is any different from the crap that you know they were drinking before, but it does smell like fine, fine dwarven ale, and it looks like dwarven ale. I mean, it, you know, it has a different sort of tinge, and, it, and it's very thick and strong. Okay. I take a sip, and I spit it out. This be piss water. Well, when you take a sip, it tastes really, really good. It tastes like really good dwarven ale. Right, but I still for effect right in the mm-hmm. dwarven female's face. This tastes like piss water. <laughs> give it to the give it to the the portly fellow here. He'll enjoy so, it. So, Pangold, you're you're being charmed a little bit by the two women, but you see this weird dwarf come in and walk up to Dov's table and hand him a pint of ale. And you see Dov drink basically the whole thing. And then you see this dwarf take a drink and, and spit it in the face of one of the dwarven barmaids. And it seems to you like there's trouble brewing. Like this this is not a good sign. He's not being charmed like 
Everyone else is happy in the place, and he seems pretty angry. I'm a typical I, dwarf. <laughs> I stand up, and uh, I stand up and walk over to him, sort of shuffle my way across the ladies, and and give him a solid pat on the small of his back, and say, "Oh, there's no reason to be so boisterous in such a great place." And then uh, in my pack, I give him one of my uh, containers of of actual dwarven ale that I carry with me. So from my own collection, you enjoy this and enjoy these wonderful ladies. Ah, these beards, I'm sure, are fine for you. <laughs> this be the good stuff here. I like you. I was just practicing a dwarven mating ritual with this female here. <laughs> a, a ritual, you say? Uh, How many components she, is that? She, she looks up at Red and, and winks and sort of licks her lips a little bit. And produces another pint of ale. And I told sort of you. taps it up against the one that, that Pangold uh, handed to Red. And she takes a sip of hers. Very well. But you must learn how to serve me, wench. Where is my food? Uh, she snaps her fingers and two other dwarven maidens come out. And, and they've got like trays of food. And they sort of beckon you to another table over on the other side of the bar in the corner. No, I like the company of these fellows right here. Scoot over. There's plenty of women to share. I'll even what's mess your, with the Wait, 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 wait. What, what's your will defense? 21? 21. Okay. Um, you say that, and as you start to sit down, uh, the, the one dwarven maiden that, uh, that had the beer sort of slips in in between so that when you sit down, you're sort of, instead of being next to... Dov or one of the other women, you're next to her, and then as you sit down, another of the dwarven women sits down. We're all at the same table? Two, the three of you, two dwarves and you, and then Dov and one other woman is there. Okay. And Pangold is standing up. He was at a totally different table. He's still just standing there. Sit down, my friend. You've given me dwarven mead, the lifeline of my brethren. Uh, one of the other women grabs a chair and pulls it up to the table, because now the table's quite full, and it, it's overflowing with people. Um, but she she brings it up so that you can sit as close to the table as, as you want. And she sort of winks at you as she puts the chair down. Uh, I have a passive perception, or passive insight of 14. Am I noticing anything awry about these ladies and their attention? Uh, no, you, you perceive it's probably going to cost you a lot of money. That's the impression you get. But you don't get, like, ill intentions or anything like that. Well, I don't care too much for money. Money can't buy me love. <laughs> money can't buy me love. <laughs> so now you're going to set the precedent that we have to uh, quote the Beatles. I, I ignore the, 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 feel, the feeling I have in the back of my head. Okay. Nice. <laughs> All right. So are you going to? Uh, you're going to. Just uh, any song. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Any Beatles song. Uh, you are you going to? Um, so. Yeah. Go ahead. Is it is it getting on in the night? Uh, well, so since the three of you walked in, it's been about an hour. Uh, but now Black has been out of the room. The last you know, he left. However, the two women that were flanking him came back in after the dwarf came in. So as far as you know, Black is out alone somewhere, and he's been out there for about 15 or 20 minutes. I start telling a story about this guy that was in the outhouse next to me who was making these god-awful sounds and smells. And for a dwarf, that's saying a lot. <laughs> Dov might not appreciate that talk while he's trying to eat. 
Dolph didn't Dab didn't notice. <laughs> He's got breasts. He's fine. <laughs> that that sort of piques my interest, I think. Well, maybe he might need some first aid. I think I better go check on these people. Yeah, all the all the blood's left blood. my head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I should go check on other I think I should it's my duty to help others when they're in need and this man bite it from what you say, he definitely sounds like he needs some, some help. So I, oh. I sort of stand up and shuffle my way over. I always imagine we're in like another I don't think you can help circle. him there. <laughs> I think he's on a one-man quest right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I need help. <laughs> His own type of dungeon delve. That's right. <laughs> um, so, so, pa- so, so, Pangold, you're, you're standing up and you're going, uh, you're going outside? Yeah, I'll, I'll go over to where the outhouse is. I sort of... Okay. We're in like a circle booth, so I have to sort of stand up and and sort of sidle across all the ladies and everything. Well, but you were groups. actually they they had to pull up a chair for you, remember, because the table oh, was right. almost full already. So you're sitting in a chair. Okay. Um. So you stand up, and immediately, uh, the the woman who had had brought the chair to you, she she also sort of is suddenly by your side and and accompanies you out. Uh, and as you're walking out, another woman comes up, and she's sort of on the other side of you, and they're sort of, you know, holding on to your arms a little bit, and and you know, giving you the whole, um, you know, oh, we're going out into the scary dark. You're going to protect us, kind of thing, uh, and asking you if there's anything else you need, and do you want any drink, and uh, did you get enough food, and whatnot. Oh well, ladies, I I, I thank you for your company, and. And the the dark is dangerous. I think you should probably go back into the to the inn where it's where it's safer. I'll be able to uh, I'll be able to hold my own. And then I sort of pat at my my sword. The woman says, "Oh no, we couldn't leave you now." Well, all right, ladies. Uh, uh, the the crowd the crowd has not gone quiet. Um, it's still pretty. You know, they're it's not boisterous. Um, they're just people talking, and they've got their you know their pints of ale, and they're being sort you know. It's not that all of the waitresses or, or maidens are there only dealing with you guys. You know, there's still more, and they're they're giving drinks and refilling mugs and all that for all the people that are still in the bar. And there are several tables. In fact, there's not an empty table, um, except for the one that Pangold had been sitting at in the corner uh, and the one that they had prepared for Red. Those two are empty, but all the other tables are full, um, and there's still quite a bit of partying going on. In fact... As Pangold and the two women are reaching the door, the sort of the bards that were going to um, entertain on the stage that the barmaiden had had talked about at the beginning are coming in and they're sort of carrying their instruments and whatnot. And they and they come in and they pass Pangold and the two women and they sort of give a knowing look to Pangold like "Ah, I got two of them, you know, and they and they walk up onto the stage and they start setting up their their gig. Uh, well, well, ladies, why don't you why don't you go aid those men? They look like they could use some company for right now. Oh no, no, we're assigned to you. Assigned. Well, we're going to st- we're going to stick with you. Well, well, well. So Simon, you don't actually hear this because they're sort no, of whispering it into his ears. Um, they say we're going to stick with you until our services are no longer needed. I said, well, ladies, your services for right now aren't needed. I'm 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 here for business. I have to help out this poor fellow who who is a who is very ill. I don't think that womanly needs are, are right now. <laughs> um, you want to uh, roll a, a diplomacy? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll roll a diplomacy check for that. 20. Okay. Uh, one of the... Let's see here. Um, the, the woman that was talking to you sort of looks down, and she looks kind of sad, and she sort of bats her eyelashes, and she says... Okay, well, I suppose we can wait for you to come back. We'll just be over here at this table. And the two of them go back, and they sit at the table where they had been, where you where you originally were sitting, where they were feeding you and stuff. Uh-huh. And they sort of they sort of look kind of sad and like they don't like they don't know what to do now. Uh, I sort of give a, a heavy sigh and <laughs> and then uh, duck my head and and go towards the outhouse. Okay, so. Uh, What's what's Dov doing? He's still um, sitting and and uh, eating and and sort of like <laughs> occasionally looking around. Okay. Uh, do you want to roll me a perception check with a minus five? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a minus one to start with. Um, seven. All right, Red. What are you doing? Ah, uh, I'm complaining that. Uh... They're not following the proper dwarven protocol of, of uh, mating in prime numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and there's two of them here, not not uh, three, you know. And and they haven't they haven't started the ritual of beard bonding, where the females, all three of the females, bond their beard together. Um, they uh, as you're complaining about that, um, the one. The one that had winked at you earlier and gotten you the, the nice ale. She snaps her fingers, and uh, another another dwarven uh, maiden comes out, and she looks like a twin of the of the other two. Oh, I like twins. <laughs> twins uh, are and uh, they they sort of they sort of now surround you, and um, and the one says to you, perhaps we should go to a more private place to do the beard bonding ritual. No, you must tie the beard here around my rod, and I whip out a rod and set it on the table. <laughs> and this tells everybody that you belong to me. Uh, she nods silently and starts to uh, to braid her beard around the rod and invites the other two to start doing the same. That's right. You see how I control these winches there, uh, Cleric? No need to control. They keep oh, oh, touching me in places that I'm not too uh, sure about. <laughs> uh, so, Pangold, you get outside and uh, you see three outhouse-type buildings lined up next to each other, out towards the back. There's not a lot of light out there. Hmm. <clears throat> I uh, I pull my kopesh out and um, have it uh, shed light, and I uh, I start to I give a, a light knock to all of them and say, is, is anyone in there? Is, every, is everything okay? Uh, you don't get any answers from anyone. Uh, I sort of ply the, the handles to see if any of them are locked. Not, not enough to like throw open the door, but just enough to see if, they're, if it's been latched. Uh, none of them are latched. They're all wide open. I mean, unlocked. Hmm. I uh, sort of look around and, and act confused, and then, and then I realize that that uh, since I'm outside, the clear the the air sort of I take a deep breath and realize that I haven't seen black in a while. So I I turn around and and uh, sort of walk into the the inn and and give a quick look around to see if I can spot uh, black space. Okay, roll perception. Eight. <laughs> I see nothing. 
All winter. Uh, you don't see black. Um, you see that there are an inordinate amount of women around. I mean, it's it. When you first came into the to the inn, it didn't seem all that odd. Um, it seemed like they were all had jobs to do, and maybe that was the same two or three that you saw. You know, some of them were back there cooking and then bringing food out, and then some of them were getting drinks and bringing them out. But as you look around now, you see that there are a lot of people in the bar drunk and they're all you know they all have at least one woman next to them she's either giving them a drink or you know giving them food or you know sort of stroking their shoulders and arms and whispering in their ears and you know chatting and laughing and and it's it's a very strange scene um but uh you notice that there are two people that 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 is not happening to and it's the two people that dav was having an interaction with earlier Hmm. I uh, walk over to to those guys, and I, I try to. I'll, I'll I'll make it a stealth check so that I can try and avoid the ladies that would probably rush after me. The ladies that I left at the bar before I went out to the outhouses. Okay, so roll a stealth check, but you get a big negative for that because you just walked into a brightly lit inn. Yeah. Uh, twenty one. Yeah. Uh, so you you try to sort of sidle over to where those guys are uh, and as you're on your way the two women that were as they said quote unquote assigned to you uh, sort of show up next to you we're so happy that you're back yes that a fellow must have done his business and, and either been back or been off um, <laughs> if you'll excuse me ladies I, I, I happen to see a couple of my friends over there I'd, I'd like to have a couple words with them Oh, we'll just get you some more ale then. And they oh, sort of they trot off to the to the bar and they speak to the barmaid. Okay, so I walk over to those uh, two fellows who okay. don't seem to have ladies all over them. Mm-hmm. Uh, then what? So he's just found the first two gay men in D and D. So so black um, so red. Uh, what are you doing now? So you are completely enamored with the three dwarven women, and uh, and you really don't have attention for very much else that's going on. Once they started uh, braiding their beards and weaving their beards around the rod that you pulled out. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's my uh, rod of lordly this, might. This wasn't supposed to turn into D&D porn, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Uh, so uh, you're you're completely enamored uh, with them, and you don't really have eyes for much else. Um, Dov did see Pangold come back in, but Dov is so sloshed right now that he doesn't really have very much uh, resistance to anything. Oh no, nothing. All right, so I think we're ready to take it to the next level, and I punch one of the dwarf females in the eye. <laughs> Um, so as you do that, uh, they sort of they 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 have the uh, sort of surprised but not surprised response, uh, and they they uh, they decide to drag you off to the uh, up to one of the rooms upstairs. Oh yeah, now we're talking. So, so you see, uh, so so Dov, <laughs> you see the dwarf hit some hit one of the other dwarves in the eye, and they sort of she falls down, and the other two women go with her because they're all they're all starting to be bearded together, and uh, and then they they jump up really fast, and they just sort of 
mob him and 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 push him and force him to go upstairs and he is not um uh complaining <laughs> he's not complaining right no he's not he's he's he looks like he's enjoying himself quite well as do they even though he punched them he obviously kind of likes the rough stuff have i heard of rough stuff you can do a history check oh good idea have i read of this in the a ye old karma sutra <laughs> 24. Okay, uh, you you have known some dwarves uh, in in the past that have uh, have converted to um, to worshiping Nadinui, and so you've had some that have come to the to the church or the temple that you were presiding in over the years, and you've gotten to know a couple of them quite well, and you know that they do have some sort of strange um, mating rituals uh, when they first. When they first meet, um, it's usually not as extreme as what you just saw, uh, but you know you are in an inn and everyone's sort of drunk, and so you, you're not finding it all that strange. Uh, as long as they all look like they're enjoying themselves, you sort of shrug your shoulders and not worry about it. Okay. We can't do none of the intimate stuff. I don't want to bond with them. I mean, come on. <laughs> Maybe I'll thrust my ale flagon in that direction as though I was pointing as a be careful with my friends and then look at my empty flagon that I've just thrown everywhere I seem to drink all my ale as soon as you sort of even have that thought before you get the words out all the way uh, one of the women next to you is refilling your your pint oh this is heaven for him (laughs) I'll be forgetting things soon That or I'm going to throw up. Probably both. (laughs) Forget that I've thrown up. Yep. (laughs) Um, So, so there are there are uh, sort of makeshift rules that exist um, in in my world about drinking, uh, and they're sort of um, they're sort of uh, uh, modeled after a friend of mine's house rules for drinking. And basically, it goes like this: you can drink. As many drinks as uh, two thirds of your constitution score. So if your constitution is sixteen, you can drink two thirds of of sixteen that many drinks. And then after that, you start being impaired uh, in a way that would affect you in game mechanics. So if you want to take whatever your constitution score is and and Multiply it by 0.66, it'll give you the two-thirds, so you know how many drinks you can have. But um, basically, you, you've uh, you've almost surpassed that at this point because now you guys have been in there for a couple hours pretty much drinking continuously for the entire time. Um, so, Pangold. All right. Uh, I walk over to those fellows and say, Oh, my friends, I, I can't help but notice that, that you aren't partaking of these ladies tonight in it. Appears that everyone else is. What uh, is there? Is there anything else that uh, you might need? Uh, do you want to roll diplomacy? Yes. <clears throat> Twenty-seven. Okay. Uh, the one guy, the guy that had spoken to to Dov earlier and told him to go sit down, he looks at you and he says, uh, he says, "How come you're not partaking?" Oh, I I always try to seek balance and. And for every bit of time you spend with a lady, it's it's good to spend equal amount of time with a with a fair man to see if 
he can fair <laughs> fair meaning fair meaning balance not not fair as an attractive not to as say you're that talk, as you're as you're talking the second guy looks over at you and sort of scowls at you nice. uh, <laughs> it's good to keep equal company maybe not in intimate situations but it's good to keep e- even company perhaps you'd like to join us at our table we have plenty of food and plenty of ladies and if this drink isn't to suit you, I have plenty of my my own stocks. Uh, the the uh, the second guy looks at you, the the one that had looked over when you were talking. He says, "Bugger off! We're on duty." Duty? What? What, what exactly is your duty? Uh, the first guy says, "I'm sorry, he's not very diplomatic. Perhaps you should just go sit back at your table and eat." Perhaps I will, and I sort of look back at them uh, accusingly and. And, and sort of slowly walk back to my table. Uh, roll a perception for me. Ten. Okay. Uh, as you're turning to go back t- uh, towards your table, you notice that he makes a hand signal as if as if he's trying to get the attention of the of the main uh, barkeep. All right. I'll I'll walk back to my table and and uh, when they when they hand me a drink. I uh, I wave it off and just ask for water. Oh, we don't have water here. I'm sorry. All we have is this wonderful ale. Oh well, then that's fine. I'll I'll drink from my own water skin. I appreciate the ale, but but there's there's a time for drink and there's uh, a time for taking care of your friends who have obviously had a little too much. Um, and one of the women sort of looks at you in the eyes and says, "Isn't it time for a little pleasure as well?" What's your will defense? Uh, Fifteen. <laughs> uh, she's really enticing. Ooh. Uh, and you see that Dov is having a good time, and that weird dwarf that had come in—he's no longer there. And I... she sort of she sort of grabs your forearm and says, "We can have a private room upstairs where you, all of your worries will be washed away." I I look at her and I I sort of whisper, "Well, Miss, I." I do enjoy private time, but I, just to, to, to let you know, I, I also enjoy uh, intimate times with, with some of my other friends, if you know what I mean. I like, I like company. My, my <laughs> you're making this worse every time. <laughs> my poorly fellow and and the to the dwarf's room. I, I I'd much enjoy it a little further if we were all in the same room. And I give her a, I give her a very, a very sly wink. Uh, <laughs> do you want to roll bluff or diplomacy on that one? Uh, that was a, a diplomatic attempt, and that's a twenty-seven. Okay. <laughs> uh, she says, "Well, I think we can arrange that." Magnificent. She, she she walks away and she talks to the to the main bar, the barkeep woman, uh, the bar mistress, and. Uh, then she goes to talk to the woman next to Dov. The two women next to Dov tell Dov, I, I think it's time to go upstairs, don't you? Well, I, I don't think I could manage the stairs. I think I'll lay here. Oh, I think we can help you with that, and your friend over here would also like to help you. And uh, Pangle, the one woman, turns to you and says, uh, I believe your friend needs help, but then we can all have a private room together. Okay. And she winks. She winks. Uh, I'll roll a strength check to pick up Dav. <laughs> That's uh, 25. 
Okay. Uh, Dav, you want to roll in athletics to see how much help you're giving him? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm in no fit state to give him any help. I'll roll anyway. <laughs> athletics? Yes. You've seen how much athletic I take part in. So that's a measure of how much control you have over your own musculature right now. So, uh, so Pangold, you basically are like picking him up halfway and dragging him the other half. I can deal with that. Uh, and as you're doing that though, the two guys that you had just spoken to, they sort of come over and help you lift him up and, uh, and carry him upstairs to the room. And as you get to the to the door of the room, uh, they just sort of drop him. Like one of them had his legs and one of them had his arms, and they just sort of they drop him. And he doesn't fall on the ground because you've got like his other, you know, you've got an arm over his shoulder, one of his arms over your shoulder and whatnot. But they just sort of drop the parts that they were helping you move, and they and they walk away. Uh, and then the women come up, and one of them pulls out a key and opens a door. Uh, and as you open the door, you see uh, the dwarf sitting in a very large round on a, on a very large round mattress and uh, his armor is halfway off and there are three, there are three other female dwarves there and, and they're uh, involved in some illicit activities. Um, and, uh, and when she opens the door, she says, let's go in and we can have a party all together, just as you suggested. Oh, I got to relieve myself. <laughs> Let's do that before uh, we start this, ladies. No, no showers for you. Uh. <laughs> all right, all right, R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, um, they, they look a little bit disappointed, but they do move off if if you're trying to make to move so that you you can get off the bed. Yeah, I'll step outside into the hallway. I'm going out to the to the chamber pot to use that. So I close okay. the door behind me, change into black. So, uh, <laughs> so basically, Dov is is standing there, and 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 Pangold is next to him, and you guys see the the three beautiful the three beautiful women that used to be beautiful dwarves are now beautiful humans, and they're they're sort of all surrounding you, and they're starting to sort of unlatch your armor, and and you know because armor is held on with laces and stuff, and they're they're starting to undo those and. They're also unclothing themselves at the same time. Oh, okay. Dav grabs hold of his holy symbol, his holy <laughs> symbol, make sure that that's right, and, and um, backs up to the wall, go, oh, oh, Nenoi, uh, uh, help me, what do I do? I'm pleading to God, for help's sake, is this situation, should I be you know, letting myself go, or... Should I hold myself back? Anyway, please guide me, guide me, and really, really praising through my um, holy symbol and really okay. squeezing it. Okay, so uh, Pangold, you see, you see, Dov sort of realize that he's in a in a bad situation and start praying to his god. Uh, I make a nature check real quick to see if I can tell the the type of. Uh, Humanoid that would be able to change form from dwarf to human on a whim. Okay. Uh, that's a 28. The panic is that Dav is surrounded by women. I don't know if he was quite sure whether they change shape or not. 
Yeah, he yeah, he didn't he's not paying any Dov wasn't paying any attention to the fact that the ones that were previously dwarves are now suddenly human. He didn't really He's so drunk that he didn't catch that. Uh Pangold, you, the only thing that you know of that you have heard of that you know you have a good idea that exists because you've heard of different things and sometimes you don't believe them, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing that you do believe exists are uh succubi. Mm. And they and they typically are there are male ones, but they typically manifest in female form because of course males are much weaker to to lust style seductions. So uh, and especially in this particular type of situation in a in a bar where uh, people are drinking a lot. So uh, you get the sense that 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 might be what these are. I uh, I sort of shift over to where. Uh, Dav is because he's he's sort of freaking out. L- ladies, he's he seems to be a little over encumbered tonight with his drink. I don't think that the the pleasures of the flesh could could would be uh, proper for him. I I think that we should probably uh, take him to a to another inn for the night where he can he can sleep this off. Perhaps we can perhaps we can enjoy your services tomorrow in the in the morning. Uh, two of them step towards you and. One of them speaks in the sweetest voice you've ever heard, and she says, Oh, I think we can take away all of his troubles. It's quite all right. You can stay here. Trust us. It'll be fine. And she reaches out to touch you. I, I, I sort of uh, shift my body backwards as if I'm preparing to limbo to try and avoid the hand, and I put my, hand, uh, my uh, right hand onto my sword hilt. And, okay. Uh, I say, Miss, I, 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 I tell you that your services are not required tonight, and I ask that you please step back while I escort my friend out. Uh, what's Black doing? Oh, I hear all this. Well, it depends. Are you listening at the door? If so, you well, need to roll a, a perception. Once I change shape, then I would, uh, I'd open the door and be like, uh, Oh, hey, there you guys are. But then well, I you're wanna... still. I mean, you're you're still a bit drunk, so. Changing shape doesn't change that, so you're probably no, not going to be as smooth as that. <laughs> right. I, I'll stumble in. Oh, uh, <laughs> wrong room. Sorry, fellas. Uh, oh, hey, there you are. Okay. Where did you come from? So, Jared, as you're as you're putting your or Pangold, as you're putting your your you're sort of stepping back and putting your hand on your sword hilt and saying, you know, this isn't right. Uh, Black opens the door and says uh, and says what he just said. And so, Black, what you see is a woman reaching out to touch Pangold with Dov a little bit behind him. And the other women are sort of all they're, – they're sort of all coming towards them, and uh, it, it, they look a little um, ravenous. Oh, um, Pangold, you sure do have a way with the ladies. <laughs> I yell back, Black, this is not a joking situation. I'm, where have you been? Well – uh, two, uh, three women, one black. I mean, do you need to ask? <laughs> well, I hope you've had your fun. I don't think this is a good situation. We need to go now. Oh, okay. Let's go. I think Dov might need a little help. He's slurring over there. Uh, so as um, as you say that, one of the uh, one of the women sort of goes beside Black and slams the door. And says, you don't need to get away now. Well, that's and just now, rude. And now we roll initiative. That's, that's just rude. rude. 
Now I'm offended. <laughs> 25. 24. All right, well, Pangold is first because he's he did not drink enough to, to really get drunk. Where's, where's Nikolai when you need him? <laughs> and then it's going to go the Succubi, of which there are five. Then it's going to go Black and Simon, or Dov. Okay, so that's initiative order. So, Pangold, what are you doing? So, uh, let me give you a quick idea of where everything is since we're not using a map. Um, Dov is right behind you. Uh, Black is next to you. Next to him is a succubus. In front of you are two succubi, and uh, the other two are sort of uh, 10 or 15 feet away over by the bed. I'll do a pressing strike and get in between uh, Dav and uh, Black and attack the succubus that is right in front of Black. Okay. And that is a 29 versus AC. That's a hit. And that does 11 damage, and it pushes the target one square away, or five feet away from Black. I say, back, you succubus. Okay. So she goes to the side then, so now she's at least five or six feet away. Uh, and she took some damage. Anything else? Uh, I'll also put my Divine Sanction on her, and that'll be it. Okay. What's Divine Sanction do? Uh, it's a mark, and it does uh, damage if she attacks someone other than me. Oh, okay, then yeah, Divine Challenge. Oh, Divine Challenge, not Divine Sanction. Okay. Okay, Uh, and so then the Succubi go. So that one that uh, that you just hit is a little bit upset about that. And she walks up, and she tries to grab on to, uh, to Black. She just sort of reaches out. As she reaches out her hand, you see it sort of um, wither and turn into, like, an old person's hand where it's really, really wrinkly, and the veins pop out, and, the, and her fingernails are sort of really long, but not long like you might see somebody who has nice long fingernails, but long like they've been growing for weeks and weeks, and they're sort of nasty and brittle and curly. You know how old, nasty fingernails get like that? So as she reaches out for you, that's what you see. You no longer see sort of the illusion of her as a beautiful woman. You sort of see her hand turn into this nasty, mangled. Her knuckles are kind of big and disgusting, and she, she reaches out to touch you. And she rakes her fingers along your arm, and she does. As she does that, you feel a searing pain in your arm where she touched you, and you take eleven damage. And she also uh, has a burst of radiant energy from around her. Okay. And I and uh, I look at her and say, "Your opponent is me, wench," and she takes six uh, radiant damage. Okay, and as as she rakes her hands and uh, uh, down your arm or or wherever she touched you, you see her face sort of get like her hand did, get kind of wrinkly, and she smiles, and all of her teeth are filed to sharp points. That's and that was good. that one. Uh, the one that's in front of uh, Dov and Pangold steps up and tries to do the same thing to Dov. She also hits. And so Dov is going to take 11 damage. And then uh, as she as she sort of rakes her hand down 
his arm, she sort of leans in and she tries to kiss his cheek. And she kisses him a little bit on the cheek. I rolled a 29 versus AC. I think your AC is not that high, right? Not quite, no. Okay. Uh, And um, you are now charmed by her, so you cannot attack her if she is adjacent to you, okay? Yeah. And you have an overwhelming desire to block any attack that is made on her. So if uh, someone tries to attack her, you will try to get in the way of that, and you might take a hit from that. Okay. Okay. You'll get you'll get a will you get a will save. Or actually, it attacks your will when that happens, and then if it succeeds, you'll actually jump in front. Okay. Uh, that's a save ends effect, so it'll definitely happen for one turn, and then you know you might you might save against it. Okay. Uh, and the other the other three. The other three uh, succubi sort of surge forward, but they don't really reach anyone. And now it's Black's turn. Okay. um, The door's behind me. Is that correct? Yes. uh, As my miner, can I open the door? You can try, but it appears to be locked. It appears to be locked. Well, if I had time, I could fix that. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. Is there a window in this room? Nope. All right. Um, I will then use... uh, King's Castle to get Dov in a safe position, so I'll strike the the one in front of me, and uh, switch places well, with Dov if okay, he allows it's, it. Okay, uh, the one there's not one in front of you; it's beside you. Yeah, okay. That's why, the, that's why it attacked you instead of Pangold because it's beside you, adjacent to you, but not Pangold. Right, but okay. Dov's got several in front of him, right? The Dov has here. Dov has one in front of him, and then the other three are sort of back about ten feet. Right, so let's get Dov back by the door. Uh, he's the most vulnerable. So okay. I'm going to King's Castle, hit the one beside me, and switch places with Dov if he allows it. Okay. Um, and that would be 26 to attack. That's a hit. That's versus AC, right? Right. Okay, that's a hit. 9 plus uh, 8 is uh, 17 points of damage. Okay, she's bloodied. All right, so then if Dov allows it, I'll switch places with him. Yeah, so Dov, you, you don't um, – you're not going to – you don't resist offhand. Um, what you do is you just have this overwhelming need to protect this woman. So you know, if somebody tries to attack her, you're going to try to move to protect her. But that doesn't mean that you won't move if someone else tries to move you or, or says, come over here. You know, you, you still have – you're not dominated. You still have your own mind. So do you – do you, will you move where he – when he says, you know – yeah, if he says step back, I'll step back in a okay. uncontrolled delirium. What? I'll just step back anyway. <laughs> okay, so uh, so now Black, are you envisioning he's behind you against the door, or he's beside you now? Right. So it would be like uh, me and uh, Pancold are taking a protective flank. So I switch places with him. I'm envisioning it's the door, then Dov, then Pangold, and me, um, kind of buffering him from this other succubi. Does okay. that make sense? Yep. <clears throat> now, I know that there's going to be one that can get them, but not the other three or four. Right. Um, okay. As well, what's this – now, for my minor action, what's this room uh, illuminated by? Torches and sconces on the wall. All right. Now, I grab a torch uh, with my offhand then. Okay. Anything else? Well, that's all I can do. I use my move. Well, no, I, I haven't used my move. I throw the uh, – can I throw the torch on the bed as a minor? As uh, switching my move for a minor. Yeah, you can roll an uh, acrobatics to see how your aim is. Uh, 30. 
Okay. Uh, the torch lands in the middle of the bed and immediately catches fire. Oops. <laughs> da- Dov, it's your turn. Let's set the mood lighting. That's right. <laughs> okay, I was holding my uh, holy symbol earlier on. I was saying I was holding it, yes. Can I do bless as a minor, as it just happens, because I'm trying to invoke my god for help? Yes. And then um, do astral flare, which is like a, a, a burst of like divine light that's sort of like splashes from me. Okay, and what does it do? Um, right, the bless is plus one power bonus to attack roll. Every friend in a close burst of 20. The astral flare is, I brandish my, and it invokes the power of God to, to dazzle your foes, and this is against their will. Okay. And it's a close burst three. So I don't know, so I'm just sort of like, panic. right, right, right. Um, plus ten. Uh, Eighteen against their will. That misses. <laughs> and I'll stay where I am. Am I up, up, back, up against the wall? Yeah, your, your back is up oh. against the door now. I'll stay there. Okay. Uh, and Get still, us out of here. Still mumbling prayers. Going, Nedui, Nedui, Nedui. <laughs> well, he's he's pretty drunk. I'm not sure he could pick the lock on the door. <laughs> Break it. Break it. <laughs> yeah, your back is behind. Your back is up to, against the door. <laughs> he's not coherent enough to realize it's a door. <laughs> there's, there's something sticking in my back, though. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, and Pangold. Okay. Um, I will enter the life thane rage and strike at the uh, bloodied succubus okay and that is a 27 versus ac that hits yeah versus ac uh then i i don't really need to spend a healing surge since i'm still at full health but i deal 18 damage 19 damage okay uh as you strike her she lets out this horrible horrible screaming high-pitched wail and in a split second you see her sort of her entire body turns from the beautiful woman into the wrinkly old haggy type woman uh and she just crumples to the ground as she's screaming and she still screams for quite a few seconds after she appears to be fully dead well that was brutal uh i i look over at the next nearest succubus and i yell out you are next and i put my divine challenge on her Okay. You sure do have a way with the ladies, don't you, Pangle? That succubi that you just uh, did that um, reaches out, since you put your divine challenge on her, reaches out with both hands and tries to grab your shoulders. And I rolled a 17 and a 23 versus your AC. Uh, the second one hits, first one doesn't. Okay, so she reaches out and she tries to grab both of your shoulders, and she only really gets a good hold with one. And and, and immediately where she touches you, you feel like burning. Then she reaches in to sort of try to kiss you, just like she kissed Dav. Oh, uh, and she crit. Um, But also, Dav, did you roll your saving throw? No, I didn't. And also, when Pangold attacked the other one, it would have tested your will because you were trying to uh, save her, so... um, I don't believe a 14 hits your will, does it? 21 will. Okay, yeah. So so your your charms your charm is broken. You're no longer charmed by her. Uh, and you made your save, so that's good. <clears throat> um, but uh, Pangold got touched and then kissed by the succubus. And 
you take uh, eight damage from the touch, and then you are uh, oh, it crit with the second thing. So you uh, you have the same sort of thing that the Dov had. You are charmed, and you cannot attack the succubus. Uh, if she's adjacent to you, um, you will interpose yourself if she gets attacked, and you will try to uh, protect her. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Uh, and then the other three surge forward, and so now there's one more in front of you and two in front of Black, and Dov is sort of behind the both of you. Woohoo! So uh, those those three are going to attack. First, they're going to try to grab Black. Oops. That's a fumble. Uh, I heard that it. That is a 19 versus AC. <laughs> Miss. <laughs> well, my AC is 23. If I have any penalties, that <laughs> might hit. Uh, the second one is 28 versus AC. That hits. And the third one is trying to attack Pangol. Uh, 22 versus AC. Ah, oh, that'll hit. Okay, so... Uh, Black takes 11 damage. Ouch. And Pangold takes 12, and they both lean in to try to kiss you. And for Black, that is a 22 versus Will. Uh, my Will is 22, but okay. I'm negatives, right? Yeah. Uh, so you are now charmed by the succubus in front of you, one of them. Uh, and so you will try to protect her if she gets attacked. And I rolled a one for Pangold. So the one touches you and tries to lean in to kiss you and does not succeed at that. And then it's Black's turn. All right. For my standard action, I'm going to bull rush Dov through the door. Uh, but you're standing right next to him, so you can't. Okay. Well, I'm going to take a running charge through the door then. <laughs> my goal is to push us out through the door. <laughs> well, Somehow, but, to ch- but to charge, you have to move at least two squares, and you are not two squares away from the door. You are on the second square away from the door. And right, but, Dov, is, okay. Dov is in your way. So, I mean, if you... Uh, and also, the bed's on fire, so... Um, right. You can, uh, you can try to move Dov out of the way and bum-rush the door. I'll, I'll let uh, you do that, even though you're close. But what you're going to do is sustain an attack of opportunity from one of the succubi and have to push Dov into one of them and then have to break through the door. So it'll take uh, all of your actions to do that. Right. I envision uh, grabbing Dov and using him to get through the door. That's what I envision. Okay. Well, you, then I envision Dov taking right, right, right. a lot of damage if you do that. <laughs> well, he's drunk. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – that's totally uh, up to Dob. So there's no window here. Is the wall burnt down yet so that we can uh, try to pass through? Or no, we... the, the bed was in the middle of the floor. Remember, it's a huge round bed. Okay, okay so I, can I grab the – am I in a position to grab the bed and flip it over onto the to the wall? No, you. the bed is about 10 feet away from you, and you have two succubi in front of you. Okay, well, then I'm going to swing. Um, if I can't move, I'm going to swing. Get us out of the door, Dob. Help. <laughs> Beat the door down, something. And then I, um, the one in front of me is going to get a bloodbath. Okay. Earn it my daily. Ooh, 20. Yes. <laughs> and so plus one, five. So ongoing damage equal to my sneak attack damage. I don't have any sneak attack damage, do I? No, I don't think you're flanking anybody. I didn't drop any sneak attack bonus. Three, eight, eight, sixteen, and 8 is uh, 24. That's damage? Yeah. 
Okay. That's your crit damage? What were you adding? Uh, 2d6 is 12, and then 8 for my max strength damage, and then my magic weapon is another d6. Okay. I was just, I heard you yeah. adding, and I was thinking crit is just max damage, so why are you adding? But yeah, okay. Right. Okay, so she drops to the ground. She does not scream, uh, but she does turn quite a bit more ugly as she hits the ground. So now, so now the scene looks like this. Black and Pangold are standing next to each other. Dov is right behind Black. Dov is right in front of the door. Ten feet in front of Black is the bed that's on fire. Pangold is next to Black. Black is charmed by the succubus that's left in front of him. Pangold is charmed by the succubus that's in front of him. And there's another one next to her that he is not charmed by. And there is about ten feet in between the two of you and the bed. Uh, and they're in the... Um, they're, the succubi are standing in between the bed and you. The door opens in. It opens whichever way Dov throws his body into. <laughs> well, I, I was just saying... It, yeah, yeah. In general, you're in an internal right, right. room uh, with no windows, and the door, if you open it, will open in do- inside. Right. Break it down, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, and if black is done, it becomes Dobbs' turn. Yep. Okay, so I'm screening for me to open the door. Open the door. Okay, but the door's locked, so... Um, oh, it's locked. I'll, I'll, I'll just yeah. wiggle the handle then with much panic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can try to pick it. I mean, you can try to try to find some way to unjam it. Um, um, can we blast it with anything? Uh, you can use any attack power on it that you that you choose. Um, looking, looking, looking. Can you do an, an attack power on the door then? So if I did beacon, sure. beacon of hope or something like that. Yeah, you can use any attack power that you'd like. It's it's an item. I could call spear on the door and it'd open. It's an object, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, you, you're, yeah. I'm going to scare the door to open. It quivers itself open. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you, your attack will have to uh, meet a certain AC to do damage to the door, and then your damage will have to exceed the, the damage rating in the door, and then it'll it'll burst open if you do so. Guess what? I have no powers against AC other than my my bow. I'm a little well, I mean, if you no? if you have like a, I mean, it can be any attack. It doesn't necessarily have to be AC. All objects have all defenses. All right. So yeah, I mean, other than will, I mean, it's not will the way that we think of will, but it's basically all the defenses are are there. So right. you can attack any defense. It doesn't have to be AC. I just use that as an example. Okay, I'll use lance of faith. A brilliant ray of light sears um, the door in a golden radiance with sparkles and light flashing everywhere. And okay. I'll- Blow the door off. I'm rolling. Oh, it's a ten. Plus ten. Twenty. Okay. And how much damage? I think that's a surprise attack against the door. I didn't see it coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they caught it (laughs) flat-footed. Ten against the door. Okay. Uh, So you guys see Dov turn around, and he's holding his his holy symbol still. uh, And... He's sort of muttering what sounds to you like total nonsense, and he's completely drunk, and all of his words are slurring. But out of his holy symbol shoots this bright, brilliant ray of light, and it hits the door, and the door just explodes outward, and shards of the door just fly out into the hallway in a giant flash of brilliant light. And then the light goes dark, and it's back down to the regular lighting of the torches, and Dov is sort of standing there in front of it, a little bit shocked because he wasn't quite sure 
how that was going to work. Uh, and there you go. Anything else, Dov? That was a standard action. <laughs> no, I, th- I think standing there wide-eyed looks quite good. <laughs> <That's still. laughs> Alright, and Pangold. So, so Pangold, you're looking in front of you at a succubus who has you charmed, a succubus who doesn't have you charmed, a giant round bed that is engulfed in flames. The ceiling is now being scorched, and Dov blew the door out from the inside. Okay. Um, I will use a... I'm adjacent to the one that charmed me, right? Because you had to reach out and touch Faith. Yes, you're adjacent. You're adjacent to both of those because the, the other three walked up, right? So you're actually adjacent to three. There's one right in front of Black who is next to you, okay. okay? And he's charmed by that one. So if you attack her, he might try to defend her. Okay. There's one right in front of you that you are charmed by, and then there's one next to her. Okay. Um, I will use my touch of grace which is a minor action, and okay. I will uh, take the charm from black and put it on me. Okay. Then, so I'll use that as my move action. Uh, for another minor action, I will use uh, my flame bracers. I'll activate their daily power, which is my next successful weapon attack. Deals an extra 1d6 fire. Okay. And then I will use my... Uh, blazing brand power. So I'll take my my weapon, and it sort of engulfs itself in flames. And I strike at the one that uh, the one that I'm not charmed by, since I'm charmed by two of them. Okay. And that'll be 17 versus fortitude. That just hits. That's its lowest defense, and it is a 17. Yes. And that that deals. Uh, 24 damage, and takes ongoing 5, and black has combat advantage against him. Sweet. Okay, she actually bursts into flames and goes really brittle and just falls down and dies. Awesome. Sorry, black. Oh, that's (laughs) all right. Man, I was looking forward to that 2d8, too. (laughs) So, uh, so So the way that turn went, Pangold... Put, put his arm, put his hand on Black's shoulder, and Black suddenly feels a lot more clear-headed and understands the danger of the succubus in front of him, of this beautiful woman in front of him, and suddenly realizes that he was about to protect her, and then attacks one of the other succubi. It bursts into flames and falls down. And now it's the succubi's turn. And I rolled my charm saves. I failed ah. against the one that it originally charmed me, but I'm no longer charmed by the one that I took from Black. Okay, that's bad. Okay, all right, so now it's the Succubi's turn, and uh, there are only two left. There's one in front of Pangold and one in front of Black. Pangold is charmed by the one directly in front of him, but not the one in front of Black. The one in front of Black is going to reach out and attack him, and rolls a one, so misses. And the one that's in front of Pangold, Pangold, to your eyes, suddenly this succubus takes on the form of black. And as, you, as you're looking at this thing, it looks just like black. And you hear a voice in your head tell you, he's the imposter, attack him, the one next to you, he's dangerous. Oh, I'm dominating now. <laughs> and, uh, and you... Uh, make a melee basic attack against black. Okay. 
Oh, wow. 34. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing, man? What the hell? <laughs> oh, it's 35, because I get plus two <laughs> if I succeeded on save. So 30, 35 versus AC. <laughs> oh, that's a hit. <laughs> 11 damage. 12 damage. Sorry, I'm raging. Oh, thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then it becomes Black's turn. Okay, um, I make a five-foot shift back. Now, that still puts me catty-corner with him, right? But, like, five feet away from the succubus. Well, he's Dob is directly oh, behind you. Black. So Dov is Dov is directly behind you, so you cannot occupy his square when you end your turn. So you can't shift back into his spot. Oh, okay. Um, oh, you can go Black. diagonal. Black, you actually take uh, fourteen damage because since I killed someone my last turn, I get plus two to damage oh, rolls. It gets it gets better. <laughs> it keeps getting better and better. You can shift back diagonally and be next to Dov and five feet away from the succubus. Okay, I'm gonna do that, but will I still be five feet? Uh, will I be adjacent to, um, to Pangold? You can you can shift back such. Okay, so right now Pangold is next to you and Dob is behind you. Right. So you can shift back to the left and not be adjacent to Pangold, or back to the right and be uh, in between, and like be behind Pangold and next to Dob. All right, I'm gonna do that. So okay. behind him and next to Dob. And then I will make uh, a switcheroo uh, for my minor action. Uh, yes, so a switcheroo. So it'll switch places with me and him, uh, with me and, and Pangold. Okay. So I'm going to slide back and then switch places. So that's my minor and my move. Um, and then so, I'm gonna oh, have... no, no, no. so wait, wait, wait. You switched places with Pangold? Right. Okay. So okay. I slid back and then switched places with them. So now do Pangold I have to is be not willing to do that? that mob uh, does yeah, I say willing? Any, any, well, it doesn't matter. Any forced movement that you cause an ally to do, the ally has to be willing. Okay, it just yeah. says affect target swatch places. Okay. Yeah, but it, but it, it but forced. Uh, the rule is forced movement with an ally. The ally has to be willing. Okay. Yeah, and while well, Pangold's charged, he wouldn't want. He wouldn't want that. He'd he'd resist you pulling on him. Okay. Well, I, then I'm stabbing the dude that's in front of Pangold, regardless, and mm-hmm. I'm using a handspring assault. So did you? So you didn't shift back then? Well, that's up to Pangold. I, I, well, I gotta... he's, he, yeah, he doesn't want to switch places with you. So if you okay, shift no. back, he won't switch with you. So okay. yeah, that that won't work then. So I don't want to switch. If he's not going <laughs> to do anything, then I'm going to sw- uh, swing at the one in front of him with handspring assault. Okay. Ooh, that's a nineteen. With uh, a, no, with no, seven. nineteen plus my attack. Oh, okay. uh, Thirty. <laughs> 35, 35. That, that hits. All right, so that's hitting the one that he's dominated by. So is he going to try to jump in front? No, he's dominated now, not charmed. Okay. So he's actually, I mean, he's, yeah. Hooray, I'm helping. <laughs> okay, so that's 20 points of damage, and I can shift two squares, so then I'll shift behind uh, uh, Dob in that point. Okay, so that'll put you out in the hallway. Okay. Okay, all right. So how much damage? 20? 20, yep. All right. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Okay, Dov? Okay, standing in the doorway, turn it, uh, um, to face inwards, and still seeing what's going on, and um, Black, you just went past me, didn't you? Okay, yep. I'm going to I'm gonna cast a Beacon of Hope, and uh, 
a divine burst of light flashes from me because I'm still praising to Nedui, and I've wrote this out so you can see what's happening. There you go. And uh, it, it harms depending if everyone's within three squares. Uh, three squares. If I can hit everybody, do I do is one? It a, is it a burst? A burst or yeah, a it's blast? A, it's, it's a burst. Okay. Post burst three. So do I need to roll against everybody or just one roll? Uh, well, it it it's an attack roll against all of the allies in the burst, and uh, there's no attack roll for giving your allies the uh, bonus HP. Is it a roll against each or one roll for all? No, it's a roll against each enemy. How many can I hit then? There are two. Okay, I'll go for those two. Uh, against the first one, this is against Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14. That's a miss. And the next one is 22 against Will. That is also a miss. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, do you have to hit in order to give... I'm assuming uh, no, because it's all allies and burst, but... It's an effect, so it triggers regardless of hit, I believe. Right. Well, it's it's that they're in the burst, I think. They don't they don't have right. to be hit, right? right? Okay, so you guys get nine hit points back. Yeah, the effect that goes with it is that if he hits the enemies, they're weakened. Yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. Okay, well, they missed. The, he missed them, so... Um, <sighs> you guys get nine HP back. Anything else, Dov? Uh, no, that, that's it. If it hit them, it would have weakened them. Everyone else gets nine hit points back, and um, we all glow nicely. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, Pangold, uh, it's your turn, but you are dominated. But uh, the way this dominate the, the way this dominate works for these creatures, because I've modified them, is that she makes you go on her turn. So uh, you actually will get a chance to save against that dominate on your turn. That's pretty much all you get to do, but you still get a chance to save. Okay. And I will take that chance. Eleven! Yes! Okay, so you save that, uh, but that uses your turn, so now the succubi go. Both of them, they're both in melee, which is bad for them, but they're, they're both going to reach out into at you and try to, to grab you uh, with both their hands. And so I get a 17 versus AC, a 25 versus AC, a 21 versus AC, and a 19 versus AC. Uh, ties go to attacker. Yeah, yeah. If it, it has to match or over or be over your defense, so okay. if it's if it matches your defense, it hits you. Yeah, only the first one, only the first one missed. Everybody else hit. Oh, okay. So, so, so I'm, you're gonna. I'm gonna take a hanker and a damage. Yeah, you're gonna take. Uh, 38 damage. Ouch. Yeah. Well, they both. Both of them reached out and grabbed you by the shoulders, and they're just holding on to you, burning into your flesh. Ooh. And so you've got three hands on you that are just sort of grabbing you, and then now you're grabbed. So they're just holding on to you and burning okay. into you. Okay. Okay. I'm uh, bloodied, but I've still got 29 hit points. Okay. And now it's Black's turn. Thank you, toughness. Oh, now it's my okay. turn? Yep. Yeah, I bet you want to switch places now, huh, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, also, Black, you as you you're sort of standing outside in the hall, but you, when you look in, you see that the fire that started on the bed has spread to the ceiling and all the walls behind. Pretty much the only wall it's not affecting right now is the one that you're standing near. Okay. Um, so you all, you also hear like people screaming fire, fire, and there's people running out, and you hear you know 
people yelling for, you know, bring water and all kinds of stuff. So there's there's quite a commotion now downstairs. I move into that spot, uh, you know, through back through the door, through Dob and end up at the square beside him, uh, okay. adjacent to Pangold. Is that possible? Yeah, it, it'll be in front of Dob, though, not beside him. It'll be yeah, beside that's fine. Him. Yeah, yeah, okay. All Basically right. where, where you were before. Right, and then pop switcheroo now to switch places. Uh, if Pangold with, with says Pangold. okay. Yep. You got it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And that will end my turn. Now, when you switched, did you go behind him again and switch, or did, were you beside him? Yeah, and I went. I went behind him. Okay. And switch. All right. And then that's Black's turn. It's Dob's turn now. So now I'm at the back of three of you. I'm in the hallway. What? No, you're you're not in the hallway. You're not you're quite. in front of you're in front of where the door used to be. You did not go back to the hallway. Right. I'm in the doorway, facing inwards. Anyone behind me? No, not anymore. Who's the person in front of me? No, there is not one. There is a succubus about five feet away from you. Is anyone close to me that I can reach a friend? Pangold is next to you, and uh, Black is above you diagonally that is still adjacent. Right. Right, 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 right. Are you blooded, Pangold? Yes, I am. I'm bloodied by about 10 HP, so yeah, I'm hurting. Okay, can I try and grab Pangol to pull him through the door with me and cast Healer's Mercy at the same time? Uh, you can't drag him with you unless you have a power that allows you to do that. He's not close enough for me to grab hold of him with my hand. Well, but, so grabbing would be a standard action, and then moving would be, you'd have to move, and he'd have to be willing to move with you. And he'd also have to be willing to be grabbed by you, and then you'd have to have... It, then casting Healer's Mercy would have to be a minor action then, because that'd be all you'd have left. I'm not adjacent to any succubi, so I'm not in I'm not in threat range right now for them. I think all that's going to go towards black, so okay. you could probably just touch me and heal. I'm going to back up anyway, so I can get a bit more distance between me and them. So I'll take a step back into the, using my move, go back as far as I can into the hallway. Is it okay. like, is it a banister that leads to the... To the bottom, or is it a hallway where there's like... No, it's it's a hallway, and about 15 feet to your left is where the stairway starts to go downstairs. Okay. And you, you actually hear people, like, starting to run up the stairs right now. Right, I'll back into the hallway as far as I can go, so the, the wall opposite, the adjacent opposite, mm-hmm. and um, cast Healer's Mercy, which uh, more divine strength flows out of me. It's in a close burst five, and it heals... A, any blooded ally, and each target can spend a healing surge. So I think I'm only going to reach you, Pangold, but I'll do that anyway. So I think uh, he's the only one bloodied anyway, right? Black yeah. is not bloodied. Yeah, I'm not bloodied now. <clears throat> okay, I'll do it anyway. So it, it, it's handy to keep the paladin going. So backing yes. off in, into the hallway, still holding my symbol, cast the healer's mercy, and then I glance an eye uh, to my left to see who's coming up the stairs. Okay. Uh, you don't see anyone yet. You just hear the, you hear. hear the commotion. The same commotion that Black was hearing when he was in the hallway. I'll just gaze okay. my eyes to the, towards the noise, and that's it. All right. And then Pangold. Okay. I will um, shift to where I am to the right of uh, Black. Okay. And then I'm going to use my uh, pressing strike to shift through the uh, succubus's square and then get behind her to where Black and I are flanking her. Okay. And my pressing strike is a 23 versus AC. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I rolled, uh, I rolled super damage. I don't want to do that. There are 20 versus AC. That is a miss. Dang it. The 23 would have hit. <laughs> Dang it all. <laughs> okay. Okay. But uh, you still I'm, moved. <laughs> then I'm going to use my uh, action point and try and strike her again with pressing strike. Okay. 26. Uh, you, okay, that's a hit. Um, there, there's one thing, though, is that you are now uh, standing in a square that's about to be engulfed in fire. You may take fire damage next round. I'm so cool you. with that. I'll deal with that. It's it's good for the, the sneak attack add-on. Okay. Yes. I like <laughs> okay. the sneak attack add-on. <laughs> All right. So how much damage did you do to that one? Um, gosh, that's awful. 12 damage. Okay. Well, nonetheless, how awful it is. She's still bloodied. Well, she is bloodied, bloodied now, not still. Twelve better oh. than no. Uh, thirteen damage. Sorry, thirteen because I'm oh. I'm raging. Okay. I keep forgetting to add my one damage because I'm raging. That's all right. So I added it. Okay. Anything else? Well, that was an action point. So, uh, and then it's the succubi's turn. Well, she did not like that at all. So, she tries to jump on you, and bite your neck. And I rolled a. 21 versus AC. Oh, man, that hits. Okay. And she does 13 damage, and she gets a secondary attack against your fortitude, which is only 20. Oh, that'll still hit my... Oh, no, fortitude. That's my highest defense. No, that doesn't hit. Okay, so uh, her secondary attack fails. Uh, And then the second succubi that is adjacent to, to both of you... Uh, tries to attack Black. And uh, 32 versus AC. That'll hit, but I'm going to trigger Scald's ar- uh, leather armor so she hits okay. her friend. Okay, so what does that power do? It says, effect, triggering enemy instead targets a creature you are of your choice adjacent to you. But the... Oh, okay, yeah, it is An adjacent. enemy, an enemy okay. targets you with the melee attack. Uh, you trigger it to target... Uh, a creature of your choice adjacent to you. So it'll hit her, the other succubi. Okay. Uh, but next time you have to tell me before I roll the attack roll because oh, okay. the trigger there is targeting, not hitting. I got it. Okay, so... Well, you can re-roll that if you like. No, it's fine. Uh, she'll take the damage. She swipes out with her hand, and instead she hits... Somehow she hits her, her sister succubus, and they both start screaming at each other. This really horrible, high-pitched scream... Uh, and then it's Black's turn. All right, uh, hit it. Hit the one that I have combat advantage with, uh, with a repulse strike. Okay. Now, if she targets me with the melee attack, if she lives through this, then I get a free action on the next turn. Okay. Um, and that is a twenty-three to hit. That yes. hits barely. Yes. <laughs> All right, so ooh, I'm getting some backstabbage here. <laughs> sneak attack. I'm liking it. Is uh, 34. Yeah, she's not looking oh, through that. Yeah, she uh, she crumples as you as you hit her and just falls down. And when she does that, the other succubus looks and her eyes get really wide, and she starts screaming out in a human voice and just a regular like human female scream. And then she starts saying, "Help me! Help me! They're attacking me!" Yeah, this could have gone a lot different for you, lady. Nice try. <laughs> uh, and then it's Dov's turn if Black is done. I'm done. 
Okay, how do I set up a triggering effect? Uh, you tell me what has to happen for you to do the action that you're going to do. Right, it's price of violence, and if anyone attacks Pangold um, within five squares, uh, an enemy within five squares of, uh, of you hits you or an ally. That's it, that's the trigger. And it is, uh, the enemy closes its sightless eyes after daring to attack. So okay, well, so you don't you don't have to set up you don't have to set up a triggering attack for that. So that is a power that you have that has that trigger as its as its action. That is probably an immediate. Does it say immediate interrupt or immediate reaction there somewhere? Immediate reaction. Right. So you don't have to use your turn. You don't use your turn for that. What you do is you wait for that to actually happen, and then you say, "Oh, wait, I have this immediate interrupt." And it allows me to do this thing here. Oh, I, you don't. You yeah, don't have to use your turn for that. You get a regular turn. Right. I can say any time that that's going to happen. Right. Exactly. Well, that ha it has to happen first. That's the trigger, and then you say, "Oh, I have something in response to that." Okay. I'll sh I'll save that one until next time then. Um, what are you doing on your regular turn then? <laughs> well, I I, I I backed off a little bit, and I will um, draw my divine cloaked bow. And shoot at the one I can see through the door. Who am I? Who am I? Okay. And a bolt yeah, you, there, there is one directly in front of you. Yeah, a bolt of divine energy will strike from my this glowing bow that appears in my hands. Okay. The power of Nedui. Strike just. Uh, shake dice. Vigorously. <laughs> oh, it's not looking good. This is obviously against AC. Uh, 19. Oh, that's good. That is a miss. Oh, God. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Nedui, uh, grief. You think you'd be able to hit better? <laughs> I think it's your drunk aim. Uh, that must be it. She, she did help you blow open the door. Just remember that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then if that's the end of your turn, it's Pangold. Okay. How about that square I'm in? Is it on fire? Yes. You will take five fire damage. All right, I'll take that. I'm bloodied now, but I'm cool with it. Again? <laughs> Battle scars. Well, he just went and jumped into a giant fiery bed, so... Right. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Um, I'm not I'm... here for your health, you know. He said, is it hot in here, or is it just me? <laughs> I just flew in here from, from Corinth, and man, are my arms tired. <laughs> what a okay. <laughs> I'll uh I'll use pressing strike again and shift to where um I'm getting combat advantage with uh black against one of them and I I probably How many how many squares does that let you shift just two I can shift okay. two squares right. I can move through an enemy space but I can't end it end on I mean we're space. going mapless so it doesn't really yeah. matter in this particular instance but I just was curious cuz I I'm not used to that power so mm -hmm. Okay, so you are now uh, you're gaining combat advantage with black, but you're also standing still in fiery squares. So yeah, I figured, I figured we could end this before I burn to death. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, that is ah, oh, it's only twenty one versus AC. That is a miss. Is that so. with combat advantage? 21? Yeah, that's with combat advantage because it was it was a nineteen. Okay then, uh, then okay. as a minor action, I will. Uh, Put my divine challenge on the one that we're that we are uh, flanking, and and that'll be it. Okay, so she is divine challenged. So she reaches out 
and she tries to grab you, and she looks and she gets these big puppy dog look in her eyes. And she says, why are you trying to hurt me? All I wanted to do was love you. And then she rolls a 32 to hit your AC. Yeah, I'd say so. That's my triggering (laughs) effect. Can I do that one? Yes, you can. (laughs) So read that that again. What does it do? Your enemy closes its sightless eyes after a daring attack. An enemy within five squares of you hits an ally. It's against fortitude. The target is blinded until the end of your next turn. Okay, so you have to attack the fortitude. So, like a beam of, ra- of divine light strikes her in the face, hopefully. Right. Okay. Shakes dice vigorously. Yes! 27! Okay, All so right. you hit the fortitude. But I have, ba- I, I have bad news, though. Oh, no, and no! She, well, she rolled a 32, and blind only gives her a negative 5. And I think 27 still beats Pangold's AC, right? Yeah, by far. Yeah. Uh, so if you want, we can retcon that so that you haven't used it. But uh, I, but we don't have to because your role was so awesome. And uh, so basically what happened was as she was saying those things to Pangold, she suddenly – her eyes clouded in and became really gray, and she couldn't see. And she says, now I can't even see you to love you. But she still grabs you by the arms. I like blind chicks. Oh. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the second roll was a 27 as well. Um, so you're going to take you're going to take 20 damage. Oh man. Oh for goodness sake. Yeah. And then she also does that female scream again and says, you know, help me, help me in like a regular human uh-huh. voice. Uh, and then it's Black's turn. Oh, this, I am this so taking her out. Gold into the fire. <laughs> uh, set up strike. No, no. Um, yeah, set up strike on her. Since I have combat advantage. Mm-hmm. And it grants me combat advantage to the end and next turn if anything happens. So well, Hopefully we kill her outright and it doesn't matter. Yep. Oh, and because uh, I'm in my life stain rage, you guys have been getting zero temporary hit points each tw- turn you start. With them. <laughs> 29. <laughs> Nice. That adds up, you know, that zero temporary hit points. (laughs) 29. That's a hit. 25 points of damage. Okay. And I say, the Pangold doesn't believe in love. (laughs) I want to know what love is. That's right. (laughs) Show me. (laughs) (laughs) Where is that bloody Nikolai when we need him? (laughs) All right. Uh, Anything else, Black? That's uh, all I can do right now. Okay. Dav, um, it's your turn. Uh, and as you're standing there, the first couple of human men reach the top of the stairs, and it's the two guys that you had followed around and had thought they were pickpocketing or had suspected they were pickpocketing. Yeah. Uh, and they've got buckets of water in their hands, and they're running. Now, they won't reach you before you get your turn, but just so you know, they're there. Okay, and my by, brain works out that they're here to put the fire out. Over. Well, it look, I mean, it looks like they're, you know, they've got buckets of water. So, you know, as I said before, there were people screaming this way and that way, there's a fire, there's a fire, bring the fire, you know. So you assume that they are there to put out the fire. They don't know there's a battle going on, but they will pretty soon. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll use my divine bow again and shoot at the wench woman. Right. Here we go. Ah, 20. That is a miss. 
<laughs> All right. Anything else? Are you going to warn your This way. Comrades? This way, everyone. This way. Oh, you're you're calling them in. Okay. Yeah, I'll call them uh, I could really use a healing word about now. Do it. Healing word. Uh, oh, it's Miner. Yep. And it's close burst five. One ally. Okay, Pangold, take this. I'm on fire right now. <laughs> He's heating up. <laughs> you can spend a healing surge plus 1d6 plus a 4. So, shall I roll the d6 or do you want to roll it? You go ahead and roll it. The healer rolls it. Are you sure I've been rolling really bad? <laughs> okay, that's 7 in total. So, so heal- 7 plus healing surge. Yeah, healing awesome. surge. I healed 26. Awesome. Wow. Okay. Which is just enough to keep me not bloodied. Then it's Pangold's turn. And Pangold takes five fire damage. I'm bloodied. (laughs) (laughs) I will... I'll I'll still speak in tongues, but instead of it sounding like gibberish, it's more of like a dull thunder roar. And uh, I'll attack the... uh, Oh, I can't attack the one that's charmed me. Because I don't want to. Uh, so I will uh, attack the. Uh, but I think you're, that ended though with the end of her last turn. Oh okay. Well then, then I will attack her with my thunder smite. Yeah, sorry I didn't point it out. And that is a twenty-four versus AC. That's a hit. Yes. And it does nineteen damage, and I don't think it matters, but she's also prone. Yeah, she's dead. She's very prone. Uh, and as she goes down, she screams that normal human scream. And uh, you hear footsteps running where the guys are bringing, and they, the, it's the two guys that you had spoke to before, and they run in, and they, and they throw water sort of on the walls. And then one of them stops and looks around and goes, what the hell's going on here? I could use some water on me, please. <laughs> uh, so we're out of combat, but uh, these guys are wondering what you're doing. Oh, uh, well, we just finished up with the ladies, and uh, they went to clean up, but they uh, knocked a torch or two over on the bed. I apologize. He looks around, and he says, Did you kill these young women? No. My sword's not that big. Mine is. <laughs> uh, do you want to roll a... a um, do you want to roll a diplomacy for that? I mean, these guys are uh, kind of pissed off that you've killed these yeah. women, so uh, you're... You're not, I mean, you're out of combat, but um, you're not out of trouble. 24. We came to put the fire out, and uh, they were they were here dead already. <laughs> okay, well, that's not diplomacy, that's a bluff. Oh, oh, that's even better. That would be 26. <laughs> okay. Uh, the guy says, oh, well, they're, they're getting water from the well. Go to the center of town and, and get more water. Hurry up. Okay, you got it. Burn down. Yes, everyone, let's go. Let's go um, fetch water. I whispered a Pangold, uh, should we finish burning this place down? It's a den of evil. I uh I don't I don't even listen. I use uh I sort of quickly shift over to those guys. Those are the guys that were working for them, right? They weren't partaking of the ladies. Right. Okay. Uh but but as Black said that, the the one guy looks over at you because he heard you oh. say that. I uh I sort yeah, of I, I rolled a twenty. Sorry. No, no, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I I shift over and uh, attack it with pressing strike. Since I'm in my rage, I don't I don't care that we're out of combat. You, Those guys. You're see attacking me. them. 
Yeah, I'm going to attack him with a pressing strike. Okay, well, then we're back in combat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and roll to attack. Oh, nat 20. Okay, how much damage? (laughs) Which does... We need to destroy the evidence. (laughs) Uh, 17 damage. I think I'm going to regret this, but... uh... (laughs) I think right at the end of... As they come dashing in, can I cast that last healing word at Pangold? As soon as he was still on fire. Uh, well, since we're now technically in a new encounter, uh, you've got two healing words again. Well, we didn't take a five-minute rest, did we? No, but you're in a new encounter because we ended combat, and then you got back into combat. So it doesn't oh. matter if you took a five-minute rest. We don't get our encounter powers back unless we take a five-minute rest, right? Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I wasn't thinking of it like that. Um, okay, Why'd so, you do that? We could have gotten he all still, that Yeah, he's, he still has one. Yeah, right. still got one um, I will do that I'm then. I'm sorry. I'll, I need to know how to rule it for my table, too. That's why I asked. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I just wasn't thinking of it in those terms. Um, so how much damage did you do? 17. And what kind of weapon are you using? Uh, a sword, a kopesh. Okay. So uh, Black steps up to you and says, Do you think we should finish burning this place down? It seems to be a den of evil. The other guy looks over at you like, what did you just say? And you walk up and just decapitate him. (laughs) His head flies up into the air and goes onto the burning bed. I imagine that I agree with you. And the other other guy goes, oh my god. And he, he steps back and he sort of drops his bucket and he pulls out a short sword. And, uh, and it would be Black and Dov's term. I don't imagine you're going to give me any lip there, are you, sir? <laughs> Step forward uh, and uh, swing with a repulse strike. And that would hit a uh, armor class of 17. That's a hit? Oh, wow. Uh, uh, six and eight is 14 points of damage. Okay. So you, you take a big cut out of his... Out of out of his armor, and you could see where it sliced into his skin, all the way from his right shoulder down to his left hip. And he sort of looks down, and he's just blood all over, but he's he's not he's not dead. He didn't fall down. Then it would be Dobbs' turn. Right, so I'm stood behind the guy. I'll, well, uh, you're you're in the hallway. So what happened was these two guys ran in. They ran up next to the bed, next to Pangold, with Black sort of behind them a little bit, and they're throwing water everywhere. Pangold stepped up and killed the one guy, and then Black stepped up and attacked the other guy who had drawn his sword. So you're probably 15 feet away from him. You're still out in the hallway. Can I get up behind him without him realizing? Well, not without him realizing, but you can move there. I mean... What do you mean without him realizing? I want to move up and using my hefty holy symbol, just dwang him on the head, try and you know, knock him out or something. Uh, you can move into position and attack him, but he, it's not that he won't notice you. I mean, he's in. I mean, you can try to stealth, but you're in a room with a. a I'm not a, trying to stealth. On fire and person. Also, to get behind him, you'd have to step into a square that'll give you fire damage next turn. Oh, and that, to, I'm not doing that. That's, that's kind of silly. Oh, didn't one of them drop a bucket? Didn't one of them drop a bucket on the floor here near me? Yeah, but they but they had already emptied the buckets. It was just not, I, I, I need the bucket. I'm going to throw it. Oh, it's not near you. They ran into the room and. Is there anything the near me I can throw? No, you're still in the hallway. Yeah, a piece of door. 
<laughs> Why don't you just I mean, shoot you, your you, crossbow? You can, throw, you can throw an improvised weapon or you can shoot your crossbow. I mean, you've got ranged abilities. I don't, I don't want to kill the guy. I just want to... I'm going to throw a lump of wood off him. Just pick it up and chuck it at him. Stop! <laughs> okay. Stop fighting. God damn it. <laughs> I've rolled an 18. 28. No, 26. <laughs> okay, you hit him. How much damage do you do? I don't know. It's a piece of wood. How much damage do you want me to do? Uh, I'd probably do 1d4 plus whatever your strength bonus would be. Uh, nine. Wow. Okay. Uh, Thanks. So, <laughs> He's strong. <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> you have a plus five strength for your cleric. I've got five in, in the uh, modifying bonuses, yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, oh, well, I guess you guys are level eight, so you get the half yeah. level. Anyway, okay, uh, so <laughs> uh, you guys see a piece of wood from the burst door fly into the room, hit the guy on the head, and he just sort of passes out and falls down. Into the blood. Because Dov said he didn't want to do uh, lethal damage, so he's knocked the man out. Well, he's going to burn to death. That would be inhumane. Stop fighting! And can I do, and then end on a healing word? I'm Pangold! Well, you're healing wording Pangold? Yes, as well. Okay, alright. And that's a, a healing surge plus nine on that as well. Alright. Now that'll pull you out of combat unless you want to coup de gras the guy. That's what I, I'm, gonna I'm do. going to do. I'm going to, but I'm not no! going to do it in front of Dom. I'm <laughs> going to say, you guys, get the other people out, leave the succubuses in. Wait, Go so to- what now? I'm going to ask the guys, go to the other rooms, get the get the patrons out, leave the succubuses in. Okay, well, Pangold, are you, are you paying attention to him, or what are you doing? No, the only thing that I... Well, if he goes ahead and deals that death, the coup de gras blow, then I sort of... Uh, no, I'm not going to be really listening to that. No, I'm just going to keep wildly... I'm going to run from room to room trying to attack everything I can. Okay, so so who's coup de grasing? I will, but as soon as Dov turns away... I, I say I, I'll handle him. I'll make sure. Well, he's okay. so pa- Pangold won't turn, won't wait for Dov to turn away because he's raging. So uh, if you're if you're just sort of looking at Dov and saying go to the other rooms and get the people out, if Dov turns away by the time you turn back around, Pangold has already coup de gras the guy. That's fine as long as Dov doesn't see it. So my main objective is to turn Dov away and push him down the hall. Let's go. Let's get the other people out. Okay, so so I'll, we'll go with that as long as Dov is willing to be sort of herded out into the hallway. Yeah, that's 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 good. That's fine. That's I like that. Okay. Uh, so now, what are you guys doing? Uh, kick open the doors, and if I see torches on the wall and the room's empty, throw the torches on the bed. Well, pretty much everything around you is already on fire. I mean, the the only thing that's not on fire is, uh, is you... like the the wall directly behind you, and I mean the ceilings are all burning. It, the the building, the, okay. you know, there's em- embers starting to fall into the ground. It's it's it was all wooden, so you're pretty much yeah. you know good. Get let's get Pangold out there. Dove downstairs. I'll grab Pangold. Fire! Fire! And go running downstairs. <laughs> fire! Okay. Fire. I'll grab Pangold. Let's go, Pangold. We got to get out. <laughs> all right. Uh, you guys get outside. There's people wait, running. Wait, wait. Downstairs is not on fire, is it? Yeah, I mean it's part parts of the walls are. Yeah, the whole building is about to collapse, basically. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab some food off the table. Save the, <laughs> <laughs> Save the food. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Okay. Uh, well, I mean, you're you're yelling that, but there's no one in the building other than every once in a while there's someone that runs in and tries to like put the fire out. But they've realized it's pretty futile by now, and uh, and they're they're uh, they're just sort of throwing water onto the outside walls to try to keep the fire contained versus trying to put it out. Okay, I'll, I'll sit on my keg. I'll leave keg. this lamb. <laughs> <laughs> is everybody out now? Uh, as long as uh, as long as Pangold is willing to be led out by Black, then yes, everyone is out. Now, while I'm back in that room too, I want to make sure that any armor that got stripped off, I, I gather back up before we head out, if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I, I assumed that you you sort of gathered that and didn't. Right. I mean, you your armor was like being taken off, but it wasn't fully off. Okay. Yeah. Any of our possessions that I know are groups, I'll snatch up real quick. And Except then, uh, for the rod. You can't find the rod that you gave to the dwarf. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Pango, let's okay. go. Okay. Uh, and uh, you guys get outside, and you, you see Dov sitting there on a keg. And he's surrounded by, like, townsfolk, and he's sort of got he's, – he's holding up, like, a piece of lamb. And he's, he's sort of halfway through, like, taking a bite out of it. And you just see his eyes are really big, and he's sort of just frozen there. He's not really making any movements or saying anything. Pat him on the shoulder. At least it's not chicken, Doth. At least it's not chicken. <laughs> uh, what's what's Pancold doing? Uh, I imagine that when he tried to get me out, he sort of whacked me in the back of the neck with his dagger so that I sort of blanked back into uh, like in a non-rage state, and then he... Uh, he led me out, and then we just sort of stood there and watched it burn. Okay. Uh, We're going to have to come up with a catchphrase there, Pangle. People, people, are, people are starting to notice that you guys came out last, and they're sort of, you know, like one woman says, you know, is there anyone else in there? And, you know, the the, the bar mistress is saying, some of my girls are up there. You, we must go get them. We, we rescued them all. They're, they're, uh, there's nobody upstairs. They're safe. They sort of. Uh, you want to roll a bluff on that? Of course I do. <laughs> uh, Twenty six, twenty five. Okay. Sorry. They they say, oh, let's go gather them all up then. And they, some people sort of run around the building to try to find anybody who sort of straggled out any other guys, door because they didn't see anybody. They didn't see anybody come out the front with you guys, right? So they're looking for them on the other side. Guys, it's time to go. <laughs> Dog, let's there, go. Is it just us and the? Is it just us and the barmaid now? No, there's a bunch okay. of people standing around, but a lot of the patrons. I mean, there's there's a crowd of people. There were the people that were bringing water in buckets from the town square or from the fa- uh, fountain or the the well. And then there are, you know, the bar mistresses taking some of her people that uh, presumably work for her or maybe know her, and they're looking around. You know, they're running around seeing who escaped and who's missing and whatnot. And and uh, and there's a lot of people just standing around watching. I mean, it basically it's a giant building in a tiny town that's on fire. Everybody's looking. Okay, because if it had just been us and her, I would have probably tried to, to take care of her too. But since there's enough people walking around, we probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, no. In fact, you can see Nikolai in the in the crowd, and he's sort of he's actually sort of slinking back away because he's pretty much the only tiefling <laughs> around. And of course, tieflings are known for fire, and um, he's wondering he's he's wondering what the hell happened, and hoping that you guys weren't in there. Uh, and then he sees you approach him. Uh, you're gonna have to sort of drag Dov along because he's yeah. kind of catatonic almost. He's having a he's having a flashback of the fire when the temple burned. So we'll bring the ale, Dov. We gotta go. 
Pangold, you got some splaining to do. God, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go, let's go. All right. Pango, you're going to have to carry him. I'll take the keg. All right, and you guys, you successfully make it out of town. Uh, and we'll we'll go ahead and end there. And uh, And we know historically what happens, that they realize that not all the women got out and... Uh, the town did not realize those were succubi. They thought you just went upstairs and massacred them and set the building on fire. So, uh, you're, and that's of course the rumor that the bar, the bar, the bar mistress, the owner, of course, spreads that rumor and and encourages it. So, uh, you're you're in quite a bad way there in terms of rep- reputation. Um, but uh, but we'll go ahead and end unless there's anything uh, that you guys want to finish up with. I'm a wanted monk. <laughs> we need to have a catchphrase <laughs> to pop you out of uh, rage there, Pangold. Yeah, we got to have a safety word. Right. <laughs> exactly. Take this blow to the head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think healing... Yeah, I don't think healing word when I'm raging and there's people around that you don't want to have killed. I think that's a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> More fuel for the fire! <laughs> I literally. Well, so you could um, you could agree that if Dov, I mean, you this is a relatively easy thing to do. You could say, well, Dov can snap you out of your rage by using his divine power. If he just if he's adjacent to you, he can you know put his hand on your shoulder or something and use his divine power to to bring you out of whatever your rage is. You you can say that he can you can designate that as a standard action that he can do. The thing with that is then if Dov is knocked out of commission then you don't have that ability. Um, yeah. so but that that's okay too if you want to if you want to do something like that. Yeah, we can do that cuz I can I can end my rage at any time. It's just that I don't ever want to. Right. You, you and that's not your nature to end it yeah. prematurely. So, yeah. Um well, thanks, guys. I uh, I appreciate uh, getting to play. So uh, we'll have to have everybody listen to this and fill everybody in on exactly what happened. <laughs> yes, let's so. never speak of this again. Got it, guys? Thank you for running it for us. Yeah, yeah no problem. Sam, thank you. Yep, have a good one, guys. All right, you too. Good good All right. bye. Bye. Good night, everyone. Bye. Good night. The Guild of Geeks would like to thank Wizards of the Coast for producing 4th edition Dungeons & Dragons. Our opening music was utilized via a Creative Commons license from freesound.org, and it was performed by Van Westfold. We would also like to thank you, the listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.